0: Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brew Built X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment and the Brew Built Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2 inch bottom dump valve which will eliminate your clogging issues while the sturdy base includes 4 reinforced legs just like those big Pro Tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brew Built line of options and add
1: Man, it's a hot one today, guys. It's a hot one. Holy smokes. We're smoking. Yeah. I don't know about your part of the country, but our part of the country is like 100 degrees right now. Something like that. You guys know what it is outside? Uh, your your was, Hummer's got to say something inside yeah, of it. Yeah, it, it
2: was ninety eight, <laughs> ninety
1: nine when I came in. Ninety eight, ninety nine. That's Woo. unbelievable. And it's at least 115 in the studio then. Yes. <laughs> it's, we might as well have a convertible studio with the sun beating uh, right down on it, us. It's a, it's a dry heat. I ch- I kept the AC on all day, though, to try to smooth it out. Hey, it's not thoughtful. too bad. It's not too Thank bad. You. I like it when I get to make fun of Doctor Scott's Hummer. How can you? (laughs) He drives one of those awesome, like giant H twos, you know, that you only find in America. That's awesome. (laughs) It takes up the carpool lane and the fast lane. (laughs) It's nice, though. I like that thing. Yeah, it's pretty. I'm gonna get him drunk one time and and let him drive. uh, Let me drive. Let you
3: borrow it. I'm sure.
1: (laughs) I'm just gonna be like, Doctor Scott. You can't drive. I'll drive you home. Of course. (laughs) <laughs> the back what's your wife drive Doc Scott another giant vehicle
2: no uh, she drives a, a 540 Beamer okay. wagon okay gotcha well, like 120 mile an hour wagon <laughs> <laughs> that's great it's a stealth mobile
1: I drive a Chevy S10 pickup <laughs> an 86 Honda I can fit a lot of beer in my car though it's got the bed in the back although I haven't had a lot of beer to put in it later. have you slept in the back Oh yeah, the back's great to sleep oh, okay. in. Alright, enough about vehicles. It's a beer show. <laughs> welcome to uh I'm gonna stop numbering our shows now because I I can't really count much. You past can't get five. it straight anyway. <laughs> That's two weeks in a row. So just welcome back in general and uh we got a great show for you today. We don't have a guest, no there's no brewer in, but it's okay because our plethora of knowledge combined is gonna make up yeah. for that. Isn't that right, guys? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we don't need a guest every week. Uh, we're going to fill it up with some other awesome stuff. Our trivia game is back this week. Woo-hoo. So I got some new categories, a couple new twists that I'll explain in a few minutes. Uh let's recap last week real quick. Uh, a lot of people didn't get to tune in. To reca- also... Recap that
2: for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, That's part of my recap too. That was too, a scary
1: one. I had to recap it for you guys. Uh, Drake's Brewery was in last week and um, Roger the brewmaster, one of them anyway, there's another brewmaster there too, came in and brought some of their experimental beers plus some of their just, you know, beers they're distributing like the IPA and and their blonde, which uh their blonde is awesome. Their blonde ale, he left yeah. some samples, and man, I went right through that. Perfect summertime ale. Yeah, So that was cool. Um, he brought in
2: stuff that you, know, you just can't get, wood-aged stuff.
1: Yeah, that was the interesting thing, is that the he port. had two particular beers. One was like a port. It was brewed. It was Scotch ale in it. It was a Scotch ale that had yeah. been fermented, uh, not fermented, but aged. Aged in a port barrel. Aged yeah. in a port barrel. Yeah. And then a, a different beer, which I think was a Belgian, that was aged in a whiskey barrel. Was it a Belgian to start? Yeah, or the yeah, was it Flanders there? Red? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so he aged that in a whiskey barrel and my first drink of it, I, I took a chug. I didn't know what it was. And I drink it like I do all beers. You take a big swallow, and man, I about uh, about y- You choked. didn't say anything the last time I recall. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's I hard was, to do. I was left speechless. But the awesome part about it was that, that you two, uh, John and Dr. Scott, man. We, we went to town on this.
2: You were awesome well, on the, uh, end of the uh, show. By the, by, the, by the third one, John finally says, uh, what's the alcohol content on this? <laughs> uh, this one's about nine. The other one's eight and a half. And I there. think that one of them
1: <gasps> was like 12 or 18. Yeah,
2: yeah, it was. It. was there was one that was up there. And, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that one signature one was about 11 and a half or 12. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. He tells us this afterwards. Yeah. It was great. I if was you,
3: spinning, actually, afterwards. So.
1: <laughs> it was cool because by the end of the show, like both of you two wanted to run the show. Yeah, we were talking about <laughs> like You were like, no, this is what's next. <laughs> <laughs> and I just was like, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was fun, though. I liked it. And, and like I said, I said it last week. I'm still going to do it. I'm going to I'm gonna set up an archive that has you guys at the beginning of the show yep. compared to you at the end. And I'll That's do myself in classic. there, too, because I get a little loose lips. So it's going to be funny. Yeah, It'll be good stuff. So that was a really fun show, and, and Roger from Drake's was real cool. I'm hoping they come back and hang out. And uh, oh, he brought his girlfriend, uh, Claudia. I think it's his girlfriend anyway. I don't yeah. know. Sure. Uh, but uh, she works at 21st Amendment uh, Brewery in San Francisco, and she
2: was hanging out. That was cool. And then he saw your poker table and his eyes lit up. Yeah, yeah. we played poker to like
1: 10. I, I thought that maybe it was going to be good business for me to lose to him, right? But I, I just can't do that. I <laughs> don't have it in me to lose. <laughs> so I didn't take him out, though. I won on one big hand from him. But then uh Beverly, uh, one of our uh, my roommate's girlfriend, uh, she cleaned out everybody. Yeah. Cleaned us out.
3: Daniela cleaned
1: me out, too. <laughs> John got beat. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool, though. Yeah, so he hung out. We played poker till the wee hours, and I kept getting drunk. So it was nice. It was a good show and a good ending. It was. Yeah. Um, anyway, we also discussed water last week. So uh, catch the archive for that. I had a little trouble with the archive because I left the archiver on for about 10 hours. <laughs> Whoops. So the size of the archive was just massive, and my editing program couldn't handle it. So I actually i am having trouble even getting it edited down to the three-hour show that it was. Wow. Uh, I'll get it, though. Uh, but I did replay it anyway. I just replayed it, and then it played a bunch of music after that. But you should check it out. There was a pretty complicated and intense water discussion, but if you're having trouble with any sort of medicine-y flavors or some other things that we talked about in there, uh, it's a good show to listen to because at least you can try to pinpoint. If you've tried everything else, you can go to the water, and Dr. Scott did a great job of telling you what to do yeah. there. But
2: if, that, if you that, got any questions, you want to bring them up, Today for any any water questions you got hanging over from last week, we'll answer. Send, send Shannon, me. Yeah. Okay. This
1: week, what we're going to discuss. Uh, usually, we discuss these. Um, you know, some of the some of the main parts of, of beer. I think we've gone through all of them. We've done yeast. We've done water. We've done the malt. Hops. We've done all that stuff. We've done hops. Today, we're actually going to uh, talk about a part of the process. We're going to talk about wort. And not just uh, we're not really going to talk about creating wort because we've done that in the other process. We're going to talk about wort from the time you turn off the flame until the time you pitch the yeast. And we're going to talk about cold break. I think we'll talk a little bit about hot break because it's part of what happens. Um, you know that comes from from boiling your wort. Hot but, break too. So we're going to do the hot break, we're going to do the we're going to do the the cold break. We're going to talk about chillers, different types of chillers. You know, we've mentioned Dr. Scott's mega super ultra chiller. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about that. But there's also a few other kinds and we're going to talk to you about those and which kinds would work for you. If you have questions, definitely call in. And also why you would even chill beer, which has a lot to do with the cold break and getting it down to temperature quickly and uh, all sorts of stuff. So hang in. That's gonna come, uh, uh sorta of later in the show because, uh, our trivia game I think is gonna last a little while today. It's gonna to be fun. We're gonna to try to get some listeners involved. Um, so we're gonna to get to the work a little bit later, but as usual, ask your questions the entire show. If you're tuning in and you haven't noticed on the webpage, there is a chat room. It's kind of a pain to use sometime, but just log in as a guest. Don't bother registering. Go ahead and log in as a guest. Put whatever name you want, and then put a number after it. Like 12, 13, doesn't matter. Just put a number after it, and, and you'll get in uh, it's a weird thing don't ask me why we're still working on getting that fixed <laughs> <laughs> slowly <but surely. laughs> hopefully when the new site is up that'll go up too so uh, go to the chat room you can definitely get to uh, daniella is monitoring the chat room today uh danielle i'd like to say hi to you for a second if you don't mind i had a request uh, over the past week to give you some some air time you don't get to talk enough apparently
4: no that's very nice of the chat room apparently yeah so, so hi to everybody Especially my friends from Australia who are in the chat room today again. Oh, cool. They've been drunk for a week, they just told me.
1: <laughs> Why? Is it holiday there? No,
4: it just got a kegerator. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did, too, the
1: first time I got a kegerator. <laughs> so
4: that was really funny. A lot of people have been drunk over the weekend, like entirely. Really? Yeah. Why? Is it holiday there? or just No, a, not at all. It's just a good just weekend for drinking? Just a good weekend for drinking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, later on, we got a surprise for you guys. Daniela actually brewed her first beer, and we're going to let you... You guys try it A bit later on Yeah uh, she's I'm willing, so excited about it She's willing To have Dr. Scott Evaluate it uh, cool. With his Harsh tastes his, uh, <laughs> And then uh, You know John uh, Captain National Award winning Brewer over there She wants him To have it too So later on In the show We also have A listener brewer That was sent in By Bug Eater Brewing One of our uh, uh, Valued forum users I see him there All the time I think he won Jameel's beer A couple weeks ago uh, He said that In his letter And uh, we're going To try his beer So if you're out there Wayne, hang on because we're going to taste your beer toward the end, and uh, along with Daniela's, and give an evaluation. It'll be our second uh, listener evaluation.
4: Great, I can't wait for that.
1: Okay, so we'll put you back in the microphone for that, Daniela. Thank you.
4: Anything
2: I'm, else? I'm you surprised she say? kept it away from you. <laughs> yeah, true. It's so, like, come on, let's have
1: it.
4: <laughs> no, he actually did not try it yet. You're the first oh, one who gets to try it, Doctor yeah. cool, Scott.
2: Cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So Looking forward you. to it. All
1: right. <laughs> and if it's real good, we'll send it out to the chat room or something. <laughs> we will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Daniela. So she's helping you on the chat room today, of course, and uh, feel free to send her your questions. Okay. I got a couple of, of news items, as usual. I think it's always fun to talk about some things going on in the brew world, give you guys something to mull over. Um, have you guys heard about this beer fan who developed the turbo tap, which will pour a beer at least twice as fast as your normal tap, which I think is important because sometimes you just can't wait. You yeah. <laughs> know what I'm saying? Uh, what he's done, uh, you guys both have a dirty look on your face like, like that's a wrong thing to do. Or we've heard of it before. Okay. Matthew Yunkel's dream as a college senior was a better beer tap. Uh, ten years later, he's helping to draw a fast one with his new TurboTap. The finger-sized nozzle attaches to a standard beer tap and pours a draft brewski at at least twice as fast as the usual way. The Wall Street Journal reports that his company has installed about a thousand turbo taps at bars, restaurants, and ballparks, including Wrigley Field, where the Chicago Cubs play. It works by lessening the impact of the beer on the bottom of the cup or glass, reducing the foam and the need to slow the flow of the brew. Uh Yonkel, who created it, says he created the turbo tap with a lot of R and D, which he calls research and drinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Have you
3: guys seen this or something? I saw on the website last week. Oh, you did? Yeah.
1: On, on the TurboTap Actually, website? Actually, Chris has showed
3: something to me. It clips onto a standard faucet, okay. and it just submerges all the way in the pine glass, fills from the bottom up. Fills from the bottom. Yeah. Oh, okay. so You can have a higher pressure on your CO2. Right. Serve faster. Okay. More beers at the time.
2: I still like the faucet they have at, at B3. This, it, a it's super? Yeah, October. it's the Fest faucet. Yeah. It'll pour a liter of beer in five seconds. Is that right? A it, liter. A liter. Wow. In
3: five seconds. Without uh, a lot it's of foam a, or anything else, it's got a else. flow control on the yeah. side of it. Oh, okay, so you get like thirty pound pressure. Boom, you're done. Gotcha. Yeah. And
2: wow. yeah, it, it, the foam is not bad. It's two hundred fifty bucks. Is it really yeah. just for that just a for
3: yeah. fast beer, man? <laughs> uh,
1: hey, if you got it, it's worth yeah. it. I say. On a hot day, you got to pour that stuff well, quick.
3: Oktoberfest, that's a party. You got to be pouring. <laughs>
1: <it>. <laughs> right. So anyway, I thought maybe you guys want to look into that. If you need to pour faster beer at home, check out TurboTap Tap somewhere. Um, have you guys heard of this beer spiked with nicotine coming out of Germany, Chris? Uh, it's called Nicoshot, <laughs> and uh, basically it's designed to help smokers stop smoking, a lot like nicotine gum. Uh, it's been around. Uh, the, the news report came out the beginning <laughs> of July, so some of you guys might have heard of it. Now they're going to be drunk. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Nicoshot is a. Uh, this is this is the quote from the company who made it. It's a cigarette satisfaction in a beer without the smoke. Uh, three cans of Nicashot is comparable to an entire pack of conventional cigarettes. And best of all, there's none of the tar or carbon monoxide that comes from burning tobacco. Similar to nicotine gum, Nicashot is considered the nicotine replacement therapy and provides a steady, controlled release of nicotine. I think that three cans and a whole pack of cigarettes, that's a lot of nicotine right there. <laughs> yeah. uh, Nicoshot is brewed to the German purity law. And contains three milligrams of naturally derived nicotine alkaloids, sixty-three calories, and four and a half carbs. Wait, how does that fit yeah. into the German purity law? Huh? Well, I think that they probably <laughs> brewed it to purity, and then I guess they added I it. After the but fact. you can't add. You can't. can't, add, can't even add carbonation. Law. Well, I told you. I read you guys that story a few weeks ago about the one company who finally did win that he can call his stuff beer according to the purity law. He adds uh, sugar syrup after fermentation. So they're starting to let in some after-fermentation type of stuff. But this guy says it's 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 according to the German purity law. I agree with you guys. I think that's uh, questionable yeah. if he's adding something to it. Uh, the beer is 6.3% alcohol by volume per 250-milliliter shot can. Uh, the beer is fire-brewed separately, and a standardized herbal extract of the natural tobacco leaf is added at the end of the brewing process. So there you go. If you're trying to quit smoking, you might uh, try this nikka shot because you get to drink and smoke at the same you time.
2: Yeah, the whole different addiction.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, when I quit smoking, one of the toughest things was was drinking uh, because that's when you e- even as a like if you're a moderate smoker, when you drink, you go out to bars at night. You're a like super smoker. Yeah. You just smoke twice as much. Yeah, so now I guess you get your nicotine high while you're smoking yeah, too. So a lot
2: of the bars, especially in California, they won't let you. Smoke. Where you can't
1: smoke, right? You can drink a nikka shot. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. I don't know. Leave it to the Germans to come up with that, mm-hmm. though, right? Yeah. How much is it for a nick shot? I don't know. It doesn't say. Oh, darn. Does That's BevMo good, have it? It's a good question, though. Uh, if anybody's going to, it's going to be BevMo, isn't it? And it's going to be warm and sweet. How about st- you dry <laughs> hop a carton of cigarettes? <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, you, you know, probably use a hot bag. Oh,
1: got it. Can you imagine the taste? <laughs> actually, though, cigarettes smell good before they're burnt. So, or, or like
2: no, And Actually, the, the first puff, when you... I've yeah. never the f- smoked, but it, uh, that first one you the light yeah. it smells different than all the rest of them. You're right, it's quite nice actually. You can just
3: get a bag of that nicotine and just hop it. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. If anybody out
1: there has ever tried a Nicka shot, if you're from Germany or, or anywhere in Europe, uh, yeah, well, what's carton give us a cigarettes call, I want to know. Now. By the way, the, the, uh, carton cigarettes is expensive. You know you're they're like it's like five fifty a pack or so. I don't know what carton of cigarettes pre, is. Uh, the number here is eight 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 four zero one beer. By the way, I didn't give that out enough last week. Apparently, if you want um, to call in I about Mika or anything team. else, eight 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 four zero one beer. Beer. Okay. Um, well, that one's kind of a long story about some Iranians that didn't want this guy to serve beer at their meeting. Wasn't that cool? Uh, how about this one? A Santa Fe guy from New Mexico faces his eighth DWI charge.
3: He'll be pr- in prison for a while.
1: I don't know. I don't think so. You would have thought like after five, he'd be in prison. What state is this? Do New you get Mexico. To eight? How eight? That's my question is how the heck do you – what is wrong with the Maybe state? Different you states. You get to eight. I, uh, I, I think that drinking and driving, we try to say as much as we can here. It's just uh, – it's a terrible thing to do. Don't do it. I thought I'd read this story because I just think it's really interesting how yeah. a guy gets to his eighth. But he also said some funny things in there. Um, All right, I'll give you the whole story. Santa Fe resident Moises Gonzalez, who in 1985 pleaded guilty to driving drunk in a crash that killed three teenage girls, again has been charged with driving while intoxicated, police said. The latest charge was the eighth time Moises Gonzalez of Santa Fe has been accused of driving while intoxicated. He was arrested on July 1st after he swerved on a road and almost hit a police car. He's quoted as saying, I don't have a problem drinking. But when I do drink, I get caught. <laughs> that's what he said. You do have problems with eight times. I mean, <laughs> he said that well, too. It's, to like, a...
2: it's like marriage. You know, these guys that get married five times, you'd think you'd learn after the first few.
1: Exactly. You'd think so. But talk to my dad, and apparently they don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. But that's neither here nor okay. there. According to a police report, an officer followed Gonzalez home on the night of his latest arrest, and as he got out of his truck, two empty beer cans fell from his vehicle. The report states that Gonzalez had a strong odor of alcohol, of course he did, bloodshot eyes, and slurred speech. He was unable to keep his balance, causing me to hold him up, said the officer. Patricia Montoya, mother of one of the girls who died in the 1985 accident, said that she wonders why Gonzalez is still on the road. And this, I think, is a really good question. In fact, I think some writing to Santa Fe needs to be done. Why is the guy still on the road? Uh, she said, I don't think he should be driving after what happened with my daughter. I was hoping he would never drive again. Gonzalez's most recent DWI charge is pending review. Um, (laughs) Gonzalez said he fears the possibility of being placed behind bars. Apparently, he's really smart and attentive as well as a drunk. (laughs) 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 Of course, he's going to be placed. Well, although if he's made it to eight, maybe he won't be put behind bars. He's quoted again as saying, That's my big problem, drinking and driving, he said. Obviously, my record shows that I drink and I drive a lot. But for those last 10 years before the 2002, con- uh, or at least before a 2002 conviction, I had been pretty much sober. Uh, as far as his homicide one in 85, Gonzalez was charged with vehicular homicide in the 85 crash that killed uh, those girls. Um, so he's a murderer. But in that case, court es- experts testified that Gonzalez could, uh, he could not have avoided the accident even if he were sober. Witnesses testified that the teen's car had darted out into traffic uh. too quickly to judge and, uh, the judge dismissed the charges. Uh, but Gonzalez still pleaded guilty to a DWI charge and was sentenced to 90 days in jail. So, uh, he's also served time in jail for his other separate occasions. Uh, his license was revoked in 2002, but it was later reinstated. Yeah, so... He has nine lives. I, you know, I think that's ridiculous.
2: Uh... Choose the eight of them already. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'll tell you this, um, just because I'm an honest guy, I got a DUI not too long ago, and uh, it was one of the best things that ever happened to me because, for one, I didn't hurt anybody. Uh, I had driven, um, you know, not hammered before, but but I was over the limit. And uh, since then, I, I don't go near my vehicle since it happened, and I, I'm lucky that nobody ever got hurt. I didn't get hurt. I didn't hurt anybody else. Uh, when I went to see my attorney after I got it, the first thing he said when I sat down in his office was, all right, almost... Eighty percent of the people who come in here with a first DUI come back into my office with a second DUI. So don't be that guy. Is the first thing he told me, and I thought that was an astonishing number. He was well, a DUI uh, lawyer yeah. that most of his first-time offenders come back as second-time offenders, and that says to me that it's you know maybe it's just not doing the trick. Right. I mean, when I got my uh, punishment for the DUI, it was it was horrible. It was it was well enough for me to realize it was a, it's just a stupid thing to do. You're talking like uh, a five thousand dollar fine. Uh, Thirty hours of classes, I
3: think volunteer work too. Right? I think
1: uh, five days of volunteer work. I lost my license. My insurance is still sky high. Um, I mean, all sorts of things. But but if people are coming back with second and third and four DUIs. Maybe there's got to be more.
3: That's the state's problem, then. You know, absolutely. stupid. Absolutely.
1: But apparently it's our state's problem, too, yeah. if he's getting guys coming in there with two and three of them. I think that you don't get in a lot of trouble in California. Well, you get in a lot of trouble. I shouldn't say that. But you don't get permanent consequences until, like, five here, even. Really? So you can get three or four DUIs even here. You'll lose your license for a good amount of time. You'll do some jail time. But you'll still get it back, you know. And I don't know about that, man. If you're doing it three, four times, come on. I think even two. You know, obviously one's bad enough. but. Yeah. But come on, repeat offenders like that—I think it's crazy. Yeah. So, all right. So, there's my little political view, guys. I, I think you shouldn't do it, and I think that um, some states should should maybe crack down a little more. If this guy's getting eight DUIs after killing some people, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Well, so, if you're in Santa Fe and you're driving drunk, I don't know. I guess you're fine. Please don't, you're not no, gonna don't get busted. drunk. <laughs> don't have to worry about going to jail. All right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to start the trivia game in just a couple minutes. i got to take a short break because I need to set it up and get some listeners involved. Here's the changes in this week's trivia game. Why don't game. you tell them the
2: categories now and they can write it down because okay. they are the one that calls in.
1: I'll do the whole thing. Uh, first thing I need to do though is I'm changing a couple of the rules. So, I got three people in the studio today that are gonna play. It's gonna be obviously John, Dr. Scott, and a good friend of ours, Schumann's gonna play today. Say hi to the folks at home, Schumann. Hey, how's it going? Alright, there you go. Schumann is not a beer connoisseur.
2: Hello, Schumann. He's a
1: beer drinker. <laughs> He's a beer drinker, and uh, we thought we'd have him play just for the fun of it. Uh, here's what's gonna happen. Each one of the three of you is gonna be playing for a person in the chat room. So if one of you wins, the, the person in the chat room is the guy who gets the prize. Okay. And then we're also going to take a caller like we did last week as our fourth contestant because I want a caller on the air a, a little more interaction. Nice. Uh, you guys are also each going to have to invent a noise to make when you buzz in. <laughs> uh, I didn't give you noisemakers this week because I thought it would be fun if you made your own silly little noise and then I can laugh at you. <laughs> Shuman, you got anything in mind yet? <laughs> I figured it was going to be something like that. Uh, so there we go. Uh, that's the deal with the three. You guys are each going to play for somebody in the chat room. Here's how we're going to decide who gets to play in the chat room. I've got a trivia question for you. The first three people to give the answer in the chat room, got to be the correct answer. It's not a difficult question. The very first three, Danielle is monitoring it. <laughs>
5: Sorry, I jumped the gun. Oh, <laughs>
1: I think that one's a bit too loud, and You might have to pick a different one. Um, the first three people to pick the correct answer in the chat room, you guys are the ones that are being represented by our contestants here. Uh, and then the first caller to call in is going to be the one who gets it. So it's 888-401-BEER. You can call in now if you want, but you're just going to sit on hold for a couple minutes while we set this up and take a break. But other than that, the first caller, 888-401-BEER. You're going to be our contestant there. All right. Here's the question for the chat room. This brewery once claimed in an ad campaign that its beer was good for you. It claimed in its ad campaign, blank beer, it's good for you. So the first three people to answer that in the chat room are the ones that are being represented by our contestants here. Do you guys know what it is here in the room?
2: I think I remember reading it a couple of weeks ago. Okay. It's quite an old, it's, it's an old
1: ad campaign, so yeah. you would have had to see it around somewhere. But uh, this brewery once claimed in an ad campaign that its beer was good for you. You guys know the answer to that. So there you go. Uh first three in the chat room you're going to be represented by these guys. The other change I've made is that there's going to be a bonus round this week. So it's <laughs> not <laughs> just <laughs> your regular round. Uh-oh. The top 2 <laughs> scores out of the 4 of you after the regular round is over will advance to the bonus round. You will win a prize for winning the first round and a second prize for winning the bonus round. So there's either a chance to double up on your prizes or for two separate people to win prizes. So I think that's a good way to do it. The bonus round will be very similar to the to the main round, but they'll just it'll be very short with one category. Okay. Now, I'm going to give you guys the categories, and then we're going to take a really short break, like a three-minute break. So you might want to write these down if, if you guys are thinking about playing along with us at home. There's four categories. They are... What's beer got to do with it? <laughs> That's great. Like Tina Turner? What's beer got to do with it? Got to do with it. I knew someone was going to sing yeah. it when I gave that. I like that, Johnny. Good work. So what's beer got to do with it? And the ascending categories are uh, 100 through 500. Those are the points. There are five questions. In any order. Okay. The second category, beervertising. advertising. That's right. Beer vertizing. You're a clever guy, Jay. That's awesome. I think I'm just a corny guy. Yeah, you are. Okay, did Again, say uh, 100, 200, 300, 400, and 500 for each of the categories. The third category is Around the World in Five Beers. <laughs> the uh, fourth category is Brewery Me. That's right. <laughs> brewery. Brewery <laughs> Me. <laughs> Can't even say that. <laughs> that's gonna be fun. I should have I should have saved it for the end of the show to make you guys have to say that. <laughs> okay, so once again it's what's beer got to do with it? Beer advertising, around the world in five beers, and brewery me. Okay. I think we got our caller on the line, right? Okay, let's keep them on hold. What about the chat room? Are they still working on it? No, they were so bad. They're already ready. Well maybe that's, I don't even cool. need to all right. I do I just wanna take a really quick break because I gotta set it up. So uh let's see. How long's this song? This song's 5 minutes. So hang in there guys. We're going to be right back in 5 minutes. The brewing network saving your life one beer at a time. Oi. 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 All right Oi. kids, we're back. Oi. I think Oi. we've got all our contestants Oi. set up to play. Oi. Oi. The game's ready Oi. to go. John's Oi. ready to go. Oi. He's pumped. Oi. All right, what we decided to do with the chat room is let them choose who gets to play for them. And we've also got our caller in here. So uh, I think they've already chosen. We'll let Daniela announce that in just a second. Let me get our caller on the air here. Go ahead and uh, do that. All right. You're on the air with the Brewing Network. Who's calling?
6: Hey, this is Daryl from Orlando.
1: Daryl, how you doing? Good. Is it uh, as hot as it can get over there like it is here or what? Oh, yeah. It Africa is.
6: hot here in the summertime. Really?
1: Africa hot. That's hot. <laughs> it is hot. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to start using that now. Yeah. It's Africa hot. What <laughs> are you drinking right now, Daryl? Uh,
6: Some homebrew, the Imperial Stout.
1: Okay. Mm, what? <laughs> nice, nice warm weather beer. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. You must be sitting in the air conditioning. <laughs>
6: oh, yeah. I got it going. Okay. Happy uh, to have power. No hurricanes.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, good for you. It missed you, didn't it? went headed toward New Mexico or something, didn't oh, it?
2: Okay. No, no, it's, it's headed to Mexico, straight. Almost. Oh, just straight to Mexico? Straight, oh,
1: yeah. okay. Oh, lucky you. Sucks for them, I
2: guess.
3: <laughs> it, it happens. Right.
1: All right, so you ready to play the trivia game? Oh, yeah. Do you have the categories written down already?
2: Oh, you should. No, I don't, actually. You,
1: you don't have to, but it might help you. I'll read them once more. Um, it's What's Beer Got to Do With It? Sing it, Johnny.
3: What's beer got to do with it? Got to do okay. with it.
1: Thank you, John. There's no <laughs> Tina Turner, but I appreciate it anyway. he has got the legs. Uh, the second one is beer beervertising. The third one is around the world in five beers. And the last one is brewery me. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs> Daniela? Who in the chat room? Uh, who have they chosen as their contestants? We give Danielle the microphone, please. And who are John? the people yes, in the chat room? And yeah, who's playing and who have they chosen?
4: All right, we have Crutch playing with us tonight, and oh. who choose the smart one, Doctor Scott. Oh, thank
2: you. <laughs> All <laughs> All right. was, that, was that his words or your words? No, that was his words actually. Cool. I, okay. I hope I can make you proud. <laughs> is, All right, Crotch-Rot's really playing with Doctor Scott. It is crazy
4: how quick those kids are in a chat room. You know, ah. you just announce a question, and then I have like twenty answers here on my screen. Wow. Oh, by the
1: way, if you're not in the chat room, which you should be, it's a lot of fun the answer to the question was Guinness. Guinness used to advertise a long time ago that their uh, beer, that said, Guinness, it's good for you. Brilliant! <laughs>
5: so, okay, go on.
4: And then Aaron was the next to pick uh, a representative. He actually picked Schumann. Schumann! Yeah, oh. you, you actually got a shouldn't. vote,
5: human. Aaron, I just want to say ahead of time, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like, thought it would be like elementary school, where you're the
2: last to be picked for the for the kickball. Yeah, it's team. really
5: weird. It happened all the time in kickball.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's cleansing his palate over there. Yes. Okay, go on.
4: And then we have Trev 65, and he's going to be represented by Brewcaster John. Okay. All so right. So good luck to everybody.
1: Good luck. All right. Yeah. Thank you very much, Daryl. You still with us? Yep. I'm okay. Okay, you guys in the studio, Daryl, you just have to say your name to ring in, okay? And it's first come, first serve. So when I say the question, if at any time you know it, just yell Daryl, all right? Okay. That's the only way we're going to know that you're buzzing in. Danielle is going to help me judge who does it first. You guys in the studio have to make up a silly sound. Oh, uh, my God. John, have you, have you made up your sound? Oh, I like that one. That's a good one. That's John's sound, yeah. which also belongs to who? Uh, in the chat room, who's John's uh, affiliate? Let's get these right. We have to have it all down.
2: Trap. Trap. Okay. You're keeping score, you know, right, Daniela? Trev. <laughs> okay. Dr. Scott, what's your sound? I'm going to hit the button, the uh, remote horn button on the H2. <laughs> 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 Can you hear it in here? Try it. We do. It. Wait. Hold on.
3: We got to try I it. Don't.
1: No, I don't think it's, gonna it's gonna Go
3: on. Oh, going to work. It's not going to work. Maybe the soundproof studio is
1: blocking the, the sound. You're going to have to make up a silly noise with your mouth, I think. Are you just going to jingle your keys? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 And Schumann. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That Better than the other one. The good thing <laughs> is, he won't be buzzing in very much. <laughs> so we won't have to hear that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let our caller start. You get to pick the first category, Daryl, because uh, you're brave enough to call in. And you guys, here's what you're playing for. To win the first round, we're going to give you a B3 t shirt, right? Uh, we're going to send it out to you, I don't know, sometime next week. So if you win the first round, there will be two winners of the first round, but the high score gets the t-shirt. Those two top scores will move on to the bonus round, and the winner of the bonus round will actually get a $20 gift certificate to B3, which we like to give out, because then you get to get your own beer supplies. Yes. Okay. Cool. So, Daryl, of those four categories, you get to pick first. You can pick any numerical value. And if you need me to read them again, I will.
6: How about Around the World with Five Beers?
1: Okay. And for what? You have 100 through 500. Oh. Yeah, okay. you can pick any value. They're tougher as you get to the 500, but oh, we'll uh, obviously off, you get more points.
6: We'll start off easy then, 100. Going
1: for the 100. Okay, anybody can buzz into this question. Here's what you have to do. I'm going to name a beer, and you're going to name the corresponding country that it's made in, okay? Or at least originally made in. Oh, Steinlager. Oh, Dr. Scott. New Zealand. That's correct. 100 points for Dr. Scott. New Zealand is where Steinlager yes. is brewed. Okay, Dr. Scott, you have control of the board. Go ahead, please. Uh let's go for beers around the world for three hundred. Okay, for three hundred. Skipping the two hundred, so that's still left. Are you ready, Daryl? Yep, go ahead. Tiger beer. Oh, I think that was John. Go Africa. Ahead. Incorrect. <laughs> Tiger beer. Schumann. India? Incorrect. Tiger beer. Thailand. Incorrect. you want to take a stab, Daryl? You're the last one. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's a tough one. Sri Lanka. No. Good guess, though. Singapore. It's actually brewed in Singapore. They're just starting the market over here, so... That was a little tricky
2: for you guys. Wow, that's close.
1: That was the three hundred question. So wait till you get to the five hundred. Oh shit! <laughs> now who knows? Uh, you never know how tough they're going to be. Uh, Doctor Scott, you still have control of the board. Go ahead, please. Okay,
2: let's go. What's beer got to do with it for two hundred?
1: That's a good choice. This is I like this category yes. right here. Okay, what's <laughs> beer got to
2: do with it? This beer was
1: named after an American president's brother. Dr. Scott. Billy Beer. That's oh, I correct. Did, that. did you know that, John? I did. Ah, My grandfather
4: gave
3: me a can of that.
1: Okay, that's another 200 for Dr. Scott, and he retains control of the board. He forfeits points to
2: me. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's go with what's beer got to do for 400 Okay.
1: Going right for the big points. Dr. Scott wants to win early. In the TV show Laverne and Shirley, what was the specific name of the place the girls worked?
3: I don't have cable, so I'm sorry.
1: Oh, come on. John, didn't you grow up with Laverne and Shirley? No, he no. Is too young. Oh, yeah. I did. <laughs> I love that Dr. show. Scott
2: can be my dad.
1: Daryl, you ever watch <laughs> Laverne and Shirley? Oh,
6: it was the brewery, but I couldn't tell you where. Okay.
1: Right, just the name of the brewery. It was a brewery. That's correct. So we're looking for the name of the brewery. Oh, it looks like everybody's... Uh, I'm everybody sure they got it in the chat room. Did anybody in the chat room say it? Uh, it was not Sam no. Ellis. No. Danielle has somebody in the chat room. Sam no, Alexander. it was Tiger Beer? No, it was like a yeah. Milwaukee
2: one. It it's actually called Schatz Brewery. Yeah. I, I, I think it's Schlats or Schlitz or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Schatz Brewery is what I found. I, so Nobody gets the points for that one. Uh, I'm going to give control of the board to Daryl, though, just because I can't. Go ahead, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go back
6: to beers around the world.
1: Okay, and uh, you have 200, 400, or 500 points to go for.
6: Uh, let's go for 500. Okay.
1: He's going for the big one. I like that. Castle Lager. Austra- Daryl. Go ahead, Daryl. Uh,
6: Austra- Australia.
1: That's not correct. Not correct. Castle Lager. Anybody can buzz in.
3: Where's the BJCP uh, book?
1: <laughs> Anybody in the chat room know that? I'd be interested to know, too. Where'd Castle Lager. Anybody want to take a stab?
3: Where'd you get this?
1: Uh, I'm not revealing my sources. <laughs> I find these things all over the Internet. Yeah. <laughs> Castle Lager.
3: Castle Lager.
1: Nobody? Shuma? <laughs> Go ahead, Shuma. Take a step. I'll give a like guess. Go for um, it. Um, I'll say Ireland. Not correct. America. Not correct. John? Austria. South Africa. Should... It's actually brewed in South Africa. Oh, Castle be Lager. Second have a lot of
2: castles there, don't you?
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl, you retain control of the board. Go ahead, please. Do
5: they have any castles over there? Around the world for two hundred
1: dollars. Alright, you got it. Cronenberg sixteen sixty four. Daryl. Go ahead, Daryl. France. You are correct. France is brewed in, France is brewed. Cronenberg is brewed there. I drank it when I was in France. It is Scheisa. <laughs> <laughs> it is a is that... real bad beer. But uh, how, many, how many did it take you to figure that out? Uh, I I didn't stop after you I figured it drink it. You still drink it though. <laughs> yeah. Because the, the uh the beer selection is totally limited. So uh, it was really the only thing I could drink there. The rest of it was just pretty bad, too. You could get Heineken, but I wanted to try different things. It was drinkable, but it's a lot like a natural light. If you guys in America have ever had natural light, it's about that bad. Sweet. Caps. How did you know that, Daryl? Uh, ben. Just been there? Okay. All right. Nice work. So that was, uh, what, 200 points for Daryl? Okay. Awesome. You retain control of the board. Go ahead, Daryl.
6: I'll go for some same category, 300. Okay.
1: It's actually for 400, and that Four. finishes out the category. So this is the last one for Around the World in Five Beers. San Miguel. Dr. Scott. Mexico. Not true. This one's devious, this one. Oh, wait. Okay. San Miguel. We'll give everybody else a chance. If they don't get it, we'll give it back to Dr. Scott if he has a second guess. Anybody? Nope. Okay. Going to give it back to Dr. Scott. Nicaragua. No. (laughs) The Philippines. San Miguel is actually from the Philippines. They brew now in Australia as well. I think they just bought a major brewery there. Okay, so Around the World in Five Beers is closed out. Daryl, you still have control of the board.
6: Uh, Let's go with beer. What's beer got to do with it?
1: Good choice. You have 100, 300, or 500.
6: Go with the 300.
1: 300. Nice middle-of-the-road choice. The question is, the saying, mind your P's and Q's, originally meant what, Dr. Scott?
2: Uh, before they'd have a fight in the pub, the Mm -hmm. bartender would stay up and say, mind your P's and Q's. That means pick up your pints and quarts so they don't get spilled.
1: I will, I will accept that. It stood for pints and quarts. The story I had was, watch how much you drink, like don't get drunk in a pub. But still the same principle, mind your pints and quarts. Mind your pints and quarts. Okay, so that's, uh, 300 for Dr. Scott, and he gets control of the board. Go ahead, please.
2: Uh, let's go with what's beer got to do for 500. Okay, going for the big one.
1: Dr. Scott, who I think is ahead right now, right? What are our tallies? Yeah, he's, at he's at 600, and who's next? Daryl's at, at 200. Okay, Daryl, you could, you could do this, man. You only need There's to be a second lot place to move board. on.
5: Yeah, so how right. am I doing over
1: here? Uh, Schumann? Wait, what about me? Yeah. <laughs> Schumann and John, you guys aren't doing so <laughs> hot. Uh, those of you who picked them in a the chat oh. room, Wow. I think it comes with a lot of points left yeah. on that board. Yeah. Yeah. Don't play the lottery today. Okay, who once said, give me a woman, and I'm going to give you, uh, uh, this is multiple choice. Uh, who once said, give me a woman who loves beer, and I will conquer the world? Was it Winston Churchill, Charles Dickens, Charlie Chaplin, or Kaiser Wilhelm? John? It's Charles Dickens. Incorrect. Oh. Schumann? Uh, I'll guess Charlie Chaplin. Incorrect. Go ahead, Dr. Scott. You got a 50-50 chance here. Winston Churchill. Incorrect, ah. Daryl. There's only one answer left. Do you want to ring in with who it was?
6: Yeah, I didn't follow what was left. Oh, Sorry, right. no.
1: It was Kaiser Wilhelm. Uh, all you have to do is say it.
6: Kaiser Wilhelm. Daryl, you are a <laughs> stud. <laughs>
1: yes. By That's 500 points for the lead, <laughs> and he does pull into the uh, to lead with 700 points. Right? Wow, and that gives you control of the board. Go ahead.
6: About uh, beer advertising or beer advertising.
1: Okay. All the selections are available there. Which one would you like? One hundred. One hundred beer advertising. I'm going to give you a slogan, and you're going to tell me what beer used it. Tastes great, less filling. Boop. Uh, I think it was Doctor Scotch. I, I bring in Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> John's <laughs> Go ahead, Doctor Scotch. Bud Light. Incorrect. Go ahead, Schumann. <laughs> Go ahead, Schumann. Miller. Miller Light. Correct. Miller Light. Alright. Schumann, put someone on, put Aaron on the board. Dan. How do you like that, Aaron? With 100 points. Schumann, you have what control of the board. What are you drinking right board. now, Schumann? I'm drinking Bex. Oh, okay. And maybe just say your name instead of that silly buzz that you did.
5: <laughs> Schumann. <laughs> there you go. Go ahead, Schumann. You have control of the board. Okay. I'll take, uh, beervertising for 500. Going
1: for the big one. Beervertising for 500 points.
2: The one beer to have. When you're having more than one beer, Dr. Scott. I grew up on this. Uh, Schaefer. That's correct. Because uh, uh, when I was in dental school, we could buy a whole case for like six cheap. bucks. <laughs> and nice. we did. This is
1: one cheap beer that I've never had, which is odd because it, I have had a lot of cheap beers.
2: From what I remember, you know, when you're really poor and you want beer, yeah. it's not that bad. <laughs> right up there with Lucky. Has Triple Freak evaluated this one in the program? I, I didn't yet? look. I looked at most of the other ones he did. Triple,
1: but... if you haven't evaluated Schaefer, I'd like to see an yeah. evaluation up there, please. Schaefer. Okay, that's 500 points for Dr. Scott, putting him <laughs> back in the lead. Go ahead. You have control of the board, Doc. Uh, beer
2: advertising for
1: 400. Okay, going for the big one. Wants to retain the lead. The lead. So <laughs> tonight... <laughs> yeah. Oops. So tonight... Tonight, let it be blank. And blank is the name of the beer. So tonight... Tonight, let it be blank. Bunch of blank faces here, Daryl. I don't know how you're looking over there. <laughs> <laughs> Just
7: let
5: it be. Is there a beer called poor play? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but if there was, I'd plug that in there for you.
5: Yeah.
1: Anybody? Okay. Mm-hmm. Low and brow is the answer. Oh. So tonight, tonight, let that it be, be low and brow. Got to got to pay attention to the the play on words. Danielle, did you know that one? You're shaking your head. She knew it. Daniela knew that it was low and bread. She should be. (laughs) Should have made Eric. But have you ever let it be low and bread? Okay, uh, (laughs) Doctor Scott, you still have uh, control of the board.
2: Okay, uh, let's go to Brewery Me for four hundred.
1: Okay, going for the big one. It's the first time in this category. Brewery (laughs) Me. Where is the oldest? And I'll accept the state. Where is the oldest still brewing brewery in Australia? The oldest still brewing brewery in Australia hundred points. I would suggest if you know any Australian states, take a stab. Queensland. Incorrect. Are there any? <laughs> nobody knows anything about Australia. <laughs> Poor Australians. Are they answering in the chat room? I'm curious, Daniela. Okay. I, I'd like to know uh, if they know that. The oldest still brewing brewery in Australia? Nobody?
7: Okay. It's actually Cascade
1: Brewery. It's in Hobart, Tasmania. Hmm. Tasmania the island off of australia but still part of australia oh do they what do they say in the chat room adelaide adelaide yeah sorry guys well you didn't answer fast enough uh who had who had dr scott you still have control uh, let's go the same brewery me for five five hundred doc wanting to pull away once again which canadian brewery once sold a brew called cold cock winter porter
3: What what, what was the
1: name of it again? Cold Cock Winter Porter. Uh, Cold what? (laughs) Which I would have bought, by the way. (laughs) Yes, uh, it was a Canadian brewery, and it sold a brew called Cold Cock Winter Porter. Canadian listeners in the chat room, again, I would like to know if you guys know the answer to this one. Bunch of blank faces here. (laughs) Go ahead, Schumann. I know one. Moosehead? Not Moosehead, no. Labatt's. Not Labatt's. It's a tough one. It's Big Rock Brewery. Big Rock. Oh, that brewery. One. that uh, one. That one. Isn't that interesting? Uh, Cold cock winter porter by Big Rock Brewery. I like that.
6: <laughs> they can Carol, advertise that. Cold I'm going to give you control Big of the Rock. board. Go ahead. What do we got
1: left? You got uh, 100 points for what's beer got to do with it? A couple in beer advertising. Three in brewery me.
6: I guess what's beer got to do with it, we'll polish
1: off that one. All right, we'll clear out that round right now. To whom did Anheuser-Busch send the first case of Budweiser beer produced after the repeal of Prohibition in 1933? He sent them a case of beer after the repeal of Prohibition. It was a person. Who did he send it to? A president?
3: It was, but I don't
2: know. Yeah, the president. Dr. Uh, Scott? We do the math here.
1: <laughs> I got it. Checking his history book. Yeah,
2: <laughs> checking it twice. You gonna say Roosevelt?
1: Roosevelt is correct. Wow. That's another hundred points for Doctor. I had to do the math on that. One. <laughs> <laughs> you had to count back Reagan.
2: <laughs> no, no, I knew he's in for four terms. Okay. And I knew when he died, and I had to go back to see if he was the president there or it was still Cleveland. Roosevelt is correct, Doc. I'll give you control back of the board. What? Okay, let's go to Brewery Me for 200. 200, okay.
1: Who's in the lead right now? What are the two scores, uh, Nathan? What do we got? Dr. Scott's I- in the lead, and Daryl is second? Yeah. And with 700. What's the third place? And has John been on the board yet? No. John is no. not yet on the board. <laughs> Come on, From Johnny.
3: Me. I'm horrible at this.
1: This brewery is owned by Fritz Maytag, sign of the famous <laughs> washing. Oh, I think that was Dr. Scott ringing it. Danielle, was it Doc? Uh, you're going to say John? No. Okay, I John. Gi- we'll give it. John, time. go ahead. Anchor Brewery. That's correct. Yes. Anchor Brewery in San Francisco, right? We're correct. Anchor Brewery owned by Fritz Maytag. John, that gives you control of the board. I've been there. And you have I've 200 points now, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, go ahead. Uh, brewery me. Brewery me for 100 or 300? 300. Going for the big <laughs> one. Okay. Where is the oldest brewery in North America? Oldest brewery? In North America. So that's not just the United States for you, geography non-buffs. Oldest brewery in North America.
2: You want the country? City? City. Hmm. Schumann. Go ahead, Schumann.
5: I'm going to guess Mexico City?
1: Incorrect. Incorrect. I'll
5: accept country
1: here real soon if nobody knows the city.
6: Canada. Canada.
1: There you go, Daryl. It was Montreal, Canada, actually. Montreal, Canada. That's 300 points for Daryl. Daryl, and that gives you control of the board. You have one category left in brewery me and two in beer advertising, either 200 or 300. Uh, brewery me. Okay. We're clearing out that category. What was the original name of the Anheuser-Busch Brewing Company? The original name of the Anheuser-Busch Brewing Company. I'll give you guys a hint. It's own. It was. It was started by a German. Schumann. Go ahead, Schumann.
5: I'll guess Anheuser. Incorrect. Agust- Doctor
1: Scott Augustus. Incorrect. Oh, no. It has. It's not the name of the guy, but maybe where he was from. Okay, it's Bavarian Brewing or Bavarian Brewery. It was called Bavarian Brewery before they became Anheuser busch That's when uh, Adolf Anheuser, I guess, uh, linked up with his father-in-law, and it became Anheuser Bush. Hmm. So there you go. I like that his name is Adolf. I think that's funny. I don't know why, I just think that's funny. (laughs) Who had control before that? Uh, you did, Daryl. You have either beervertising for 200 or beervertising for 300.
6: Go for
1: 200. Okay, he's going for the 200. The slogan is, the champagne of bottled beers. Schumann, you should know this. You drink shitty beer. I mean, bad beer. (laughs) The champagne of bottled beers. Was their slogan?
3: Champagne.
1: Schumann. Go ahead, Schumann. i guess course. Not correct.
3: Was he close?
1: Uh, <laughs> s- eh, I don't know. <laughs> Come on! Take a stab, guys. The champagne of bottled beers. Go ahead, Doc. Miller. Be more specific.
2: Miller genuine draft.
1: Be more specific. <laughs> it is Miller. Go ahead. Miller
3: John. genuine draft light.
1: No, it's not genuine <laughs> draft. Daryl, it's a Miller. You want to take a stab? charcoal filtered it's miller high life oh, oh miller high life yeah daniella do we want to give it to doc for getting miller no no he's <laughs> 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 got enough points you're not giving Jesus. it
2: to me you're giving it <laughs> daryl
1: yeah exactly we're trying to help out the chat room there it's miller high life okay daryl the last category it's beer advertising for 300 and here we go this one's easy guys <laughs> head for the mountains schumann go ahead schumann of course no Ah, yeah, it was I thought that too, but it's it's devious. Head for the mountains. They had lots of cool commercials with hot chicks and stuff. Bush. There you go. Daryl Bush is actually the answer. It's Head for the Mountains, The Mountains of Bush. And that's uh another <laughs> wow. 300 points for Daryl. So, what's our final tally then? We got another 300 for Daryl right there, Daniela. Please tell us who our winners of the first round are.
4: So, the losers of the first round are Schumann with 100 points, but he did quite well. I'm proud of you, Schumann.
1: Yeah, is pretty good.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Followed by Brewcaster John with 200 points.
1: 200 points. You and barely then... squeezed above Schumann, John, and I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> by, by one-tenth of a
7: second.
1: And then
4: second place, so qualified for the finals, is Dr. Scott with 1,200 points. Ah,
1: oh, second place, really? And
4: Daryl has 1,300 yeah, points. he just
1: smoked me on the uh, last question. Yeah, so. you just squeezed through. The last one, Daryl.
4: Congratulations, Daryl.
1: Okay, so you're you have now won the 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 beer beer and more beer t-shirt plus you're advancing to the to the bonus round which we're just going to do right now okay go okay the bonus round do now we,
2: do we have cool music it?
1: i don't oh, what's love i know i wanted to play that but looking? i don't have like that cool song. music i don't have <laughs> tina turner yet <laughs> i'm going to set up i'm going to do a fully produced thing for this game next time <laughs> where it intro here. music and, okay. and like timeout music i'm going to do all of it so don't worry hang in there okay so daryl are you ready for the bonus round Go for it. Here's what you're going to do. It's between you and Dr. Scott. You both start out clean. You both have zero points here. It's one category. It's a miscellaneous type category and it's yeah. tough. You still have 100, 200, 300, 400 and 500. I'm just going to start at the top and begin reading the questions. The highest score at the end wins. So, Daryl, you could double up on your prizes here. Ooh-hoo. You could end up with a with the with a B3 gift certificate and the t-shirt. Otherwise, you're going for the B3 gift certificate for crotch rod if Dr. Scott All right. wins. All right. Here we go. The first question in the bonus round. Dr. Scott's winding up his, his bell, Daryl, so you get ready. When champagne and stout are mixed for a drink, what is it called? It's a mixed drink. Snakebite. Uh, it is not a snakebite, although you're in the it same family. Close. You're in the same family. Champagne and stout. Dr. Scott, you want to take a stab?
3: No. Okay. He's he's beer beer more dentist. Do you know
1: it, John? I have no clue. Black Velvet. It's okay. called the Black Velvet. So nobody gets the points for that one. Black the 200-point question. Which beer was given the very first international trademark? Dr. Scott. Bass. Bass Ale. That's correct. That's, right. that's 200 points. Did you know that, Daryl? Yeah,
6: but I was slow. A little slow. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <that> <laughs> imperial stout.
1: Tough when you put <laughs> yeah. on the spot, yeah. Okay. For 300. During the Middle Ages... Which country did most of the Trappist beer come from? Belgium. That's correct. Belgium. Nice work. Daryl, you know your stuff. 300 points for Daryl. I was
2: going to go for Belgium. But I thought was a trick question. <laughs> yeah.
1: That puts you ahead. 100 points. The 400-point question. The German term Bach translates to what, Dr. Scott? Goat. Goat. That's correct. You often find the goat on the, on the labels of Bach Dr. beers. Dr. Scott has a goat. I okay. Have, what are the scores? Because this is the final question. Six hundred to three hundred. Doctor Scott has six hundred. Okay. Daryl, with this five hundred point question, you could win both rounds. Are you ready? Ooh it's, Go a, for it. Yep, it's I'm a, ready. bring it home. It's a tough. One. <laughs> the British Royal Navy replaced its sailors' rations of beer with what alcoholic beverage in sixteen fifty five? Grog. Not correct. Unless I'm I'm misinterpreting what that is. That's not correct.
6: It's a rum mixture.
1: I'll give it to you. Rum is the answer. It's actually they replaced it with rum.
6: Wow. The rum with, uh, well done.
1: Okay, there you go. Because they had just conquered, I think, Jamaica or something, and it gave them like an influx of rum or some ridiculous thing in 1655. Sweet. Daryl, oh. wow. He sweeps it. Yeah. He, the listener cleans house and swept both rounds. Yeah. He won 20 bucks to Beer, Beer, and More Beer and a T-shirt uh, Cleaned it from up Beer, Beer, end. and More Sorry, beer. crotch rot. <laughs> yeah. Nice work, Daryl. Excellent. Alright, cool. Hang on the line because Danielle is going to take down your information and we'll get that stuff out to you as soon as we can. Alrighty. And thanks for playing, we totally appreciate it. Alright, we'll see ya. What's the... Wow. No, that's all right, John. I need, a little, space need a little. I need a little Okay. Okay. So that game was a little bit tougher. Nobody answering all the questions before they even got finished. I'm
3: horrible at trivia.
1: I like that our caller <laughs> our, our caller won it though. Uh Chat room. Sorry, you picked Schumann for one. Sorry <laughs> uh, that I'm. And here. for that matter, sorry you picked John.
3: <laughs> 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 but uh, come back. Those I, I'm of you, uh,
2: Doctor Scott, you gave a nice run for it. You barely lost in that. Well, last I round. thought that Belgian question, the Trappist one, was yeah. a trick question because you're, really? you're famous for that. <laughs> I, I, I started to shake. And I go, no, you didn't. Yeah. Right. He, you know, I thought That's about... 400 points. Or 300, 400 points. You yeah. weren't... You were going
1: to trick me. It was a big question. You are going to trick me. It was now. a big question. I thought about making you guys lose points for ringing in and giving wrong answers, but then I realized that the questions were pretty tough, and then I thought nobody would answer any of the questions. Besides, to it's too much math. Yeah. And I, also
5: <laughs> I also think Aaron should get a runner-up prize. for,
1: <laughs> for Just for picking, Schumann? You yeah. know what? If we had one, I would give him you got right a heart of gold, gold we Aaron. We should probably have that. a last place prize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We should. The turtle prize. All right. Thanks for playing in the chat room. Sorry we didn't get you guys. Um, we're going to take a short break, and then I think we're going to begin our, our work discussion. You guys down for that? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, what am I playing here? A little bit of verve. We'll be right back. It's the Brewing Network. You're listening to a bunch of guys talk about beer. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. All right, welcome back, and what a good game that was. Yes. I'm glad our listener took the cake. Cheers to girl. That was nice. And uh, with that... I'm glad the stress is over. Oh. oh,
3: That was awesome.
1: <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry. I'm drinking Bex today, and Bex is a little... It's carbonated. has got a lot of carbonation. <laughs> a little sharp. <laughs> you know what we're going to do next week? I think we're going to have a listener burp competition. That's who gets the prize next week. You got to call in and give us a nice one. Yeah. And it's going to be like all show long. So you can call in just at random next week yeah. and give, you know, if anybody wants to test it this week, call up and give it, you gotta like hold on to the thing while yeah. you're dialing <laughs> and then wait for us to put you on the air. I'll if do- you want to do a test run this week, I think that'd be fun. I'll bring, just a,
2: I'll bring my four year old and he's amazing. Okay, nice. <laughs> and then we're gonna have a listener
1: burp contest next week, all throughout the show and then we'll judge the best you mean one. mean all throughout the show. Well, I mean <laughs> okay, just call, as we're having our discussion, call in at random and uh, the best one by the end of the show, we'll judge all of them, gets the prize next right. week, I think. Should we have a judge
3: he made out of I think it would be fun because yeah. burping
1: is an important part of Can we get microphone beer. screens for that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, good job in the game, everybody. Let's move on to our work discussion. And actually, just real quick before we do, our chat room's awesome today. Bunch of people in there hanging out and yeah. doing cool stuff. So, uh, if you guys have questions from there, uh, as usual, it up, them, baby. type them to Daniela or call 888-401-BEER. And you can be on the radio too. That's right. You can ask us your questions or you can just burp at us. That'd be cool yeah. too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> should be a Dallin for the
2: trivia. But no verbs. Yeah, no verbs. Those are fake. <laughs> no, verbs are Vomit for (laughs) Burst We get some chunks too
3: (laughs) Nasty Yeah
1: all right. So we're, we want to talk about wort, but we don't want to talk about the production of wort. We want to talk about post-boil wort, basically, from the time that you turn off the flame. Although we're not, you know, we want to exclude questions about wort before that, but we want to talk about the process, which I think is, is often looked over too quickly, uh, between turning off the flame on your wort and pitching your yeast. Uh, because besides just sanitation, there's a lot of things that go on there and a lot of different techniques that you can do to make your wort a healthier and more productive wort for your yeast. And
2: less off Less, exactly.
1: So, uh, let's get started by talking about hot break, which I know comes from the boil, but it sets us up for, for our cold break, which is, which is what's supposed to come right after the boil. So, Dr. Scott, give us a brief overview of hot break.
2: Uh, hot break is the coagulation of the proteins in the wort, uh, by, and they will coagulate by denaturing them with the heat. If you look in the rolling wort, you're going to see something that looks like kind of egg drop soup. Yes. And it's the, like kind of floaty guys that are just churning around. And that's the denatured proteins from the heat, and they, they kind of just glom together. Okay. And that's basically what it is for the hot break. Okay. And, and a full rolling boil is what you're going to get to. That. It clears the wort. It kind of gets these proteins just to hold themselves together like egg whites mm-hmm. in a soup. And then we'll deal with them later.
1: And you need a, like a, a, a strong and a, and a very effective hot break is is the best thing you can do for your wort because you're you're isolating those proteins for what need to be done. Right, later. because it
2: will be carried. If you don't do that, uh, they're, they're very then the proteins are very small. Well, on a molecular basis, they're very big, but in, in, you know, in beer wise, they're small. Unless they're coagulated together and they're hard to get out of the finished beer, and they will contribute to bad things later on, like most likely chill haze and early staling of the beer. Is okay. that why
3: you boil to break down the larger proteins? From there's that? a lot.
2: There's a lot of things that go on in the boil. We could talk about that all hour. Okay. Um, there's a lot of things. Let's just stick with the hot break. And, okay. and you were, we're trying to you know get the lipids and the the proteins. Okay. To help clear the beer, basically. Okay. One, one of the many things that we do to end up with cleaner tasting, clearer beer. That's is an, to break and, up the lipids and the proteins. Um, well, well, yeah. It, no, it's actually to kind of get them out of solution. Okay. And to, you're actually making them in clumps. You're clumping them by denaturing. Denaturing is like when you cook an egg. Mm-hmm. Uh, that clear runny stuff that's the white part, when you cook it, you're denaturing those proteins. And they glom together, and they, they make the white part of the egg yolk, or the egg white. And that's what you get out of that. Okay. And it's a lot easier to separate them out of the liquid. Okay. And then we'll get into a cold break after that. Right. And it's all about separating that kind of stuff that you don't want in your finished beer.
1: Okay. I have a question about it, uh, which, which you may have already answered, but I want to be specific. I first learned about hot break from John when I went to, I had already brewed a batch myself and then John invited me to go brew all grain with him and, and watch how he does it. And he talked to me about hot break and how important it is because I didn't know what all those things churning in the word mm-hmm. were. Where did it, it all come from? Yeah. <laughs> Cause it does really change, you know, when, you it know, does. It, and, and I was really interested and he, and he gave me a, a basic, uh, an overview of hot break and told me what it was and proteins and, well, now, so I really go for a good, rigorous right. boil as much as I can, not only to get hop utilization, but because I understand now that I need I need that hop. Yeah, break.
2: The, the, the nice rolling boil. Yeah. Uh, if you notice at the beginning when you just first sparge into your kettle, it's kind of cloudy. Yes. And after about 10, 15 minutes of the nice rolling boil, you've got more clear, a lot of foam on the top, but you're more clear. Right. And those egg whitey looking things just churning around in there. Right.
3: That's why some people do longer boils too.
1: To get rid of more things, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And you've got me doing that as well, John. Yeah. Uh, 30 minutes without. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I actually do a one and a half hour boil and I never add bittering hops and for that first half hour. I boil yeah, it. Yeah,
2: there's, there's quite a school in that about okay. not adding, don't throw in your hops as soon as it starts to boil. Right. Uh, 10 minutes, I've heard, 10, okay. 15 minutes just to get things coagulated and get some of the coagulated proteins. Otherwise, uh, a lot of your Alpha acids and things are gonna get kinda of sucked into all that, so okay. you're gonna lose some of what you're trying to get.
1: Well, I do know that my beer improved quite a bit when I moved to a one and a half hour boil. Good. It was a drastic it's change. Or? It was a drastic change. Much clearer, yeah. yes, I got much clearer beers. Much and stays. just a, a more of a crisp taste, in, in, in general, okay. out of it. Um, my question though, is, in my rolling boil, I will not only get the foam on top, but a film yeah, that actually sort stuff. of extends past the foam, but yeah, you yeah. could actually you can move the film with a spoon. It's, I, a, it's a clear, it's an egg yolky, yeah. white looking film. Yeah, I,
2: I I spoon that out of there. I just so just, do I. I. don't like it in there.
1: What is it? I spoon it too. But you can like That's it'll actually protein, stay put as the protein, boil protein as and the and boil lipids. rolls underneath it. That film will stay put. Yeah. So, it just
2: seems mine. It seems to just kind of all go to one side, and mm-hmm. I just use a spoon and I. skim it. I skim it.
1: And it's just protein break. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alright. Right. I skim it too. I
3: get rid of that. So, if, if Some if, people do, some people don't. Some of that's good for fermentation too, so. Okay.
2: There'll be enough of stuff in there. It's I just, always I, just, in solution, I it? just, it's there. I don't want it there. I yeah. just, I feel better about taking it out.
1: My first few brews, I didn't. But once I started doing the hour and a half boil, and John had mentioned to me, you could if you wanted to, I went ahead and, and, and started spooning that stuff off. Right. So, okay. A couple questions from the chat room I got here. Uh, why don't we keep with the basics? Uh, where does the word wort come from? Do we know that?
2: Hmm. That's We don't want to answer that because that's going to be on <laughs> next week's. Yeah.
1: Oh, is that right? Okay. That's next week's discussion? Yeah. Where does the word wort come from? Okay. So you have to wait. Tune in next week. Tune in next it's week. It's a to be continued <laughs> question. Uh, do you have any comments? Uh, a lot of our guys are hoppy guys. Uh, yeah. Any comments about first wort hopping? I think we've discussed it in brief before, but what do you guys think about that? And, and, and we what is first, about that before? What is first bit. wort hopping? You're just talking that, about that's bitter when hops. Before, before we, sparge, right? when well you sparge, right? Well, no.
2: There's there's mash hopping and there's mm-hmm. first wort hopping. First mm-hmm. wort hopping is you're sparging into your kettle, and it's 158 or whatever it is. You throw your hops in. Then uh, there's good research on that. Uh, what you're going to get is you're going to let a lot of the not so much the bittering stuff, but more of your aroma and flavor things, have a chance to actually dissolve before they volatilize off. Okay. If you throw something like your hops in into a boiling wort, all it does is it just boils right off and it doesn't stay where it's put. But at a lower temperature, it gives it a chance to actually dissolve and turn into something else and stay in the liquid. And then as the temperature goes up, it's already solubilized and it's in there. So you're going to get uh some... Extra added benefits from your flavor and your, You're your aroma. That You're gonna preserve that early on. Right. And it'll, it'll, it'll make it through the boil. Okay. And it, you'll get a lot more smooth kind of flavor and aroma things. And it's, it's a big arguing kind of... Wouldn't mash hopping though actually leave some of that behind because it's gonna be filtered out through the grain bed? But that's not mash hopping, that's first word hopping.
3: But you'd said that mash hopping and first word hopping were the same thing. No, they're
2: not. Mash hopping is you actually put the hops in the mash. But can okay, that be right. considered first-word hopping? It could be. It could be. But when it, okay.
3: you get a different flavor threshold from the hops, if you did mash hopping versus first-word hopping?
2: Well, you're, you're looking at when you're first-word hopping, you're trying to get more of your late hop addition things to stay in there. Okay. Or if you put it in when it's already boiling, like you would for your bittering hops... All, all the smell and all the flavor stuff just goes away in the steam. And but when you put it in at, at 158 and you leave that in there as the temperature goes up, it okay. gives it a little while for it to actually dissolve before okay. it starts to volatilize mm-hmm. off.
1: So would you would you subtract that amount of bittering hop from your first bittering hop as it starts to boil then, or would you just consider it an, an entirely different hop addition and going for a different quality than bittering?
3: I'm
2: making part of my flavoring. I would, I would well. Uh, probably, I would probably probably add it into the bittering because it's going to be there through the whole boil, right? And the alpha acids aren't just going to go away. They're they going to up. Gonna they're going to get up there. to the boiling temperature. They're going to isomerize, and they're they're going to dissolve in there and give you more bittering so i would add that in okay if you're a hop head what the hell just do it just do it (laughs) do it more More. is more my
1: hops are looking great out in the backyard by the way and they're small small because i haven't i didn't uh i didn't get a trellis to let them get as tall as they are had i done so i would have a ton of hops i think this year but the but the small amount of branch that i or vine rather that i do have growing hops man they're big and What, what variety are they you know, this—that's uh, a funny thing. Uh many, He's
3: <laughs> planning with too many beers in his gut. One of
1: them is Willamette, and the other one's Cascade. Okay. But I, I don't, don't know, know which though. is which because I. Here's what happened: I put them in the pots, right? And I said, "Okay, go inside and get a piece of tape now and put which one is which." And I went inside, and the phone rang. <laughs> and I got on the phone, and uh, by the time I got off the phone, I think it was Daniela from Germany or something. So I was on the phone for a little while. By the time I got off the phone, I didn't remember which one was which.
2: So uh, I did that. I did that. I, I did know. that with my of ice and starters. You didn't know which starter. Well, was I, which. I had them labeled on the first my first turn and yeah. then when I stepped them up the second time I go, I gotta remember to to put the tape <laughs> on these and I went yeah. and answered the phone and I came back and I go, oh yeah. <laughs> I fixed them anyway and yeah. turned out all I, I labeled them, you know, wow. brew one, brew two yeah. <laughs> Lufa, in our chat room,
1: uh, yeah, put cool. pictures of his hops up there, too, and they're looking awesome also. I encourage other people. He's always putting pictures up there. I encourage other people to help him out and put pictures of yours. I don't have my digital camera action working yet, so Lufa, I'll put pictures of my hops uh, maybe, maybe this week.
3: I have I'll four growing right now. You and do? The saws never took off. Now that I moved it with more sun, they're taking off more. Okay, yeah, yeah. The sun, you're they love it. the Tower him. will land yeah, it. They're not talking. I love, I love them. I give them lots yeah. of water. Oh, enough. I
1: talk to them all the time. Do you hug them? Um, no, <laughs> but <laughs> I rub, rub, rub the leaf on I pet them. <laughs> I do. I name all my plants. I talk to all my yeah. plants. I'm a freak like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this question we sort of answered. Uh, we could give a, a very brief and concise answer to what's the benefit of boiling 90 minutes instead of 60 minutes? You're getting rid of more impurities, and y- and you
2: might get more protein a break. A lot of
3: basically. off will actually boil off, so okay. especially from the
2: proteins. Uh, if, boil off. Yeah, we can get into uh, protein precipitation. Uh, the DMS will boil off more. Okay, uh, a couple questions. Do I certain fold base, off on. base
3: malts actually produce DMS?
2: Yes, uh, German pills. Generally the lighter base malts are what's going to get it. they have the part of when you're germinating uh, your malt uh you're going to have the precursor to DMS which is SMM when S methylmethiamine okay. and okay it's just part of germinating in the malting process right. but that will go away at the higher kilning temperatures of like even ale malt okay but your lager malts and things are going to have a lot of SMM in them So that's why your your uh, loggers have a lot more DMS in them, and there's ways to get rid of that, which is a longer boil is one. A vigorous ferment is another one.
3: Okay. Sweet.
1: Okay. A lot of our questions are moving on to the later part of the word, which I want to do now also. So our hot break is done, and we now need to – chill our wort as fast as possible i think is, is the general rule Chilling. am i right we yes, need to yes. and, and and there's cold various break. there's there's various ways uh, to to chill your wort and then am i right in that what we're going for when we chill our wort is is a cold break cold break right and is it also to get it down to fermentation temperature as quick as possible Yes. or does that not that is part of yes. it too cuz you want to you want to begin fermentation as soon as you possibly can
2: there's a lot of reasons for that okay
1: yeah. and most of them having to do with bacteria Yes. Okay. Most. And other things. We'll talk about all of it. Okay. So let's go ahead and start then with wort chilling. And and, and let yeah. me start with a question. Uh, it's yeah. a very basic. It's the beginning thing. If you're brewing on a stove, so to me this is a valid question, mm-hmm. um, I'll answer it myself first and then, and then hand it over to you guys. If you're brewing on a stove, you need to, you need to take your kettle and, and, and either move it to a sink or move it to your chilling device after that. If you're brewing outside on an all-grain system or something, then you're probably going directly to your, your chiller. But the question is, um, when you're cooling your wort, is it necessary to cover your brew kettle, yes. and I say yes as yes, well. Definitely. Uh, here's what's happening. When you're boiling your wort, you don't have too much to worry about, if anything, uh, as far as bacteria, because they can't live in those sort of temperatures. No. And even still, there's a temperature in between that's the most volatile, because when you get to the colder temperatures, you again don't have to worry as much. Right. The very hot temperatures are where you, you, you don't have to worry at all, so by all means, boil with your lid off, and it's going to get rid of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Other people like to boil with their on maybe to keep. You that. Don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. You're saying no. Yeah. Uh, absolutely not on that. Okay. Doc helped me out with that a okay. years back. I don't, don't do it either. But go ahead. Tell us why you don't want to boil just to. Briefly. One of the main
2: things you're trying to get rid of is your DMS, and that you get rid of in the steam. Okay. And that's just part of the malting thing. You've got it in there, and you want to get rid of as much as you can with the boiling, the steam will do that. You got a few other things that'll go away too. Mm-hmm. And if you cover it, you're not gonna get it. it's gonna keep going back in there and in the finished beer you're gonna get a lot of that cooked corn all the way to maybe even rotten eggs smell. Okay. And so having the lid off while you're boiling is what you want to do, a vigorous boil and to get rid of stuff. That's just one good part of the boil. The boil does a lot of things. But the main thing uh, uh, what we're talking about right now is getting rid of the DMS. Okay. rid of this uh, off flavor is going to come through. Okay. What about what
3: so- proteins, when they precipitate off, what they can add? Because sometimes I've had beers have a soapy flavor. Mm-hmm. And if you were to boil with the lid on, wouldn't that just fall all right back into your boil and potentially add flavor well, to your Proteins
2: beer won't boil off. We're trying to coagulate them. We're but, trying to get rid of the proteins by coagulating them and dropping them to the bottom. Okay, Those are too big of molecules to go off. Okay. Uh, mostly it's the DMS trying to get off uh, there. Uh, you were talking about the danger temperature? Yeah, that's what I wanted to get to. So,
1: well, let's just say then, definitely boil with your lid off. As soon as you turn off the flame, put your lid back on. Because now you're gonna, you're gonna start to chill your wort, and we'll talk about the methods to do that. And in between, you're gonna get to that danger temperature. Which is, go ahead, Doc.
2: It's 90 to about a 147. I, I thought even the 80s is a very volatile point. Well, you, you gotta get it below 80 to pitch your yeast. Okay. Uh, but about 90, uh, that's when your bacteria are gonna take off. They okay. like it. There. They can live there, they right. multiply they, there. Right, you're gonna have bacteria in there anyway. Okay. But by the time the ferment takes off and the yeast drops that pH down, mm-hmm. then the bacteria aren't gonna take hold. Okay. If you let it stick around for a while, there'd be enough bacteria to colonize. Yes. You'll end up killing them. Or, you know, later when the, the wort temperature or the wort pH goes down and right. the temperature goes down. But there'll be enough of them to throw off some bad flavors. Okay. And you can get a DMS flavor from, uh, bacteria. They take a different precursor DMSO and they'll turn it into DMS. Mm-hmm. And okay. It's, it's a whole, it's almost the same, but it's much more pungent. Right. And so you just don't want to let them have that chance to grow enough buddies to throw in that. Uh, the DMS has a pretty low flavor threshold. It's parts per billion, okay and it's 30 parts per billion and that's not much. okay. Uh, it's acceptable up to about 60 parts per billion in loggers and things. you kind of expect it like people just think it's that lager flavor. okay. And after that it starts getting kind of nasty and buttery and yeah yeah, it, yeah it's just it's got, it kind of gets that rancid kind of thing going. okay, but uh, you just want to get rid of it as much as you can. Okay. so here but two ways to get DMS bacteria. Okay. And not enough boil to get it out of the, what's already in there.
1: Okay. For example, not uncovering your boil. Right. Okay. So you want to burn that stuff off. So here's where you're talking about chilling your beer as soon as you can because uh, of the, Here's the deal with wort. You're not going to get a bacteria-free wort, but right. you're going to minimize the amount of bacteria that can multiply in your wort. And that's why you want to get it down past that volatile point that Dr. Right. Scott just talked about as soon as possible. That's why you and shock it, right? That's why you shock right?
2: Well, when you shock it down, you're going to get the cold break. And, right. the, and the, the proteins, if you shock it fast, the proteins will coagulate and drop out. Right. Another reason to cool fast. If you cool slow, leave it overnight kind of thing. Yeah. Another bad thing is when it's around... Um, hundred and fifty or up there, you're still the heat is driving forward the DMS reaction right. from the SMM to DMS, but you're not boiling it to drive it off. Right. So if you drop that temperature quickly, you're not going to drive that reaction forward and make extra DMS that you don't have a chance to boil off. Okay. So by dropping it fast, the reaction doesn't go through, and you're already down cold, and it won't drive forward with uh, the heat. Okay, but if you just let it slowly, slowly over hours cool down, you're going to get that cooked corn feel, gotcha. smell and, okay. and taste to it. So
1: there's real, there's a lot of chemical reaction taking mm-hmm. place between turning off that flame and pitching right. your yeast, and you want to, you want to guide that chemical you reaction. Wanna as best you want to shut things down quick, okay.
2: otherwise everything's kind of just slows down, but it keeps moving forward. Should we mention okay. what we use to coagulate the proteins together? Yeah, what helps with the cold break? That's why we put in whirlflock and. Uh, Irish moss. Uh, Irish moss. It, okay, hel- it helps coagulate the proteins and helps with your cold break. In, in what minutes. way?
1: What is what is warflock doing to help with your... It
2: helps uh, coagulate the proteins even more so they clump together and fall to the bottom. Okay. It's a, it's an aid in that. Okay. So it all helps that and the cold really helps.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, all right then. Before uh I want to talk I've got some questions about methods to to get it cold. Yeah. Let's, let's talk let's about it. Let's definitely do that. But let's talk about it before we get to the methods what the what the, what all these methods are doing are getting you past a volatile temperature and facilitating cold break. So uh, as opposed to hot break, tell me what cold break is.
2: Basically it's the same thing. Uh you're trying to just clump together. There's a lot of protein in in barley and if you're doing wheat, same thing. Uh, you're trying to clump them together and get them out of the finished beer. Okay. Uh, if you don't, you'll probably get more chill haze. Mm-hmm. Chill haze itself just kind of looks bad. What it is is you you chill the beer, and it, when it's warm, it looks clear. You chill it, and it looks hazy. And when it warms up again, it goes away. Yeah. itself, it's not too bad. Okay. Uh, it doesn't really taste, but there's compounds in the chill haze that will quicken the staling of your beer. So okay. your beer won't have as much shelf life. Not that you really have to worry about that. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, but you're, 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 if you've got a beer that you want to age for a while, uh, you really got to worry about that and get a good cold break to get as much of that stuff out of there as you can and your beer will have a lot better shelf life.
1: Okay.
3: Alright. Could
2: those potentially add flavors long term if you're to boss? Yes, okay. definitely.
3: Okay. That makes sense. Things, so now... Things
2: let's break down. There's more stuff to break right. down in there and combine and right. give off flavors. And
3: there's always proteins in a beer.
2: So well, you need a, it. You need it for head retention and you, need, food it for, food. And you need it for and you need for the yeast. Lipid, right. lipids and proteins. And lipids that, are the source to the cell fats. membrane. It's fat. Right. Yeah, and it's but, it's yeah, exactly. And the yeast need these things okay. for yeast health, but in like anything else, too much is not better. All right.
1: Okay.
3: Okay. So to
1: facilitate cold break, I'm going to start with the very basic forms, and then we can move forward from there. So how we're getting our cold break, and this is a question not only that I have but someone in the chat room, um, I brew extract, and I brew on my stove. Okay? okay. So to chill my wort, I'm putting it in an ice bath in right. my sink. That's cool. The question here from the chat room is a very basic. Is an ice bath useless? Do you need a chiller?
2: No, no. The thing with you're doing, you're probably doing a small, I mean, you're probably not doing five gallons on the stove. No, I'm not getting a full five. Let's talk safety here for one thing is, uh, when you're brewing a small two and a half gallon and you're gonna add water to it or whatever, you can move two and a half gallons around. You spill it on the floor, probably not gonna kill somebody. Okay. When you move up to five gallons, you don't want to be moving that thing around. Yeah, yeah. So moving around into the water bath, that kind of thing. No, water baths are great. Yeah. Uh, it's probably better than floating ice in there or anything else. Uh, okay. The water bath keeps it it's own little entity. You're not adding stuff in there for more contamination or right. anything. But remember, just keep it with the small volumes. Yeah. You're not going to move your 10 gallon fermenter into the bathtub or something. You're going to hurt somebody. Okay. Just invest in a, probably an immersion chiller. So if you've got more than a five gallon kettle, you're going to want to I, I would say even chiller. any, just starting with a five gallon. Five gallons yeah. is, is, almost 50 pounds. So. Yeah. I'm getting, I'm,
1: I'm real lucky if I'm getting four gallons. Yeah. So. Uh, in other words, it's evaporating
2: down quite right, so I'm more like three and a half gallons then, but yeah if you don't have far to move it great, yeah. but and I'm moving it right there. it's a matter of safety two hundred and Fifteen degrees, two hundred twelve degrees is going to room. room. It's right. going to scorch somebody. Okay,
1: but it is, here's the thing: is that an ice bath? If you are doing small amounts like that, it is going to chill your wort faster. Yeah. In fact, I get a pretty quick. Uh, I get it, it down does. to eighty real quick. Right. Here's what I do: just uh, so my basic methods, I'm going right to the sink, which is which uh, I will fill with ice and water. And then, uh, as the ice sort of melts away, which it does real quickly, I have one of those uh, sink attachments that you know you can kind of you can kind of pull it out and, and move it around. Mm. So you can spray your dishes. And I'll run that inside the water. So now I've got circulating cold water around my kettle. And I'm getting my, I'm getting my wort down to 80 degrees within about a half an hour. It's, it's real quick.
2: Uh, Another, another hint. Put something under the kettle bottom, so the water can flow under the kettle. You have a Uh-oh. whole whole lot of surface under that, just sitting <laughs> on the sink. Okay, right. Uh, put it up on something. Just on one side, if you want. And, sure. And it'll give you a whole lot more surface area to cool it down. That's how I cool down all my yeast starters. Okay. They go from the stove into an ice bath in the sink. Gotcha. But I, it's 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 great. It's just a little bit. Not very safe uh, when you get a lot of wort. You get a lot of wort. Okay,
1: so be careful if you're transferring 10 gallons and you want to use an ice bath. Uh, Although, if you can be safe, if you have a method that's not going to hurt you, yes, an ice bath is 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 better than no. It's better than no chilling whatsoever. But that's
2: probably my choice rather than pouring it on ice. I've seen that. Actually
1: pouring it on ice? Pouring it
2: through ice. Really? I've seen it happen. When I first started out, the guy was saying, yeah, that's the way I do it. An old guy showed me this, wow. and he had a colander full of ice, and he just poured the hot wort right through that.
3: Okay. And it, and it worked? Well, of then? course it works, yeah. but then you
2: get hot side aeration, then your beer tastes like cardboard. Okay. Uh, gotcha. So, I mean, you think <laughs> it's cooling down that fast, but anything, that temperature, you're going to get hot side aeration, get oxygen in the wort when it's hot. Okay. And not good. Okay.
1: All right, the next basic progression then in chilling your wort besides an ice bath is an immersion wort chiller. Right. So now uh, you could do it with a five-gallon thing. I think most people don't. You're talking more about your 10 gallons and above
2: Above your no, five, five gallons. Five. You could do it with a five as yeah. well. Okay. They make small ones. You can make your own. It's pretty cheap yeah, and it, if you're handy at all. Copper tubing. Copper tubing, wrap it around something that will five fit. Five-gallon cake five-gallon keg works good to wrap the tubing. Yeah, right? yeah. It's soft. It, you can wrap it around. Or if your kettle is smaller than that, mm-hmm. find something that fits in your kettle with mm-hmm. the tubing and wrap it around that. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, you don't even need to – you can just slip the hoses over the end. Okay. And then use a couple of uh, uh, clamps on that. Compression fittings. Okay.
1: And your idea here is that you're going to be running cold water through the copper tubing right. to chill the wort from the inside. And it does chill really fast that way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. How fast are we talking? Could you estimate? Five, five
2: to gallons. It depends on the tap water temperature. If, if you got really warm tap water, it's not going to go that fast. 15 but minutes. If that. Okay. about 10, yeah. 15 minutes. It's pretty good. And with a okay. immersion chiller, that you really get a good cold break.
3: Yeah. Okay. Better than... Uh, Counterflow, counterflow. Yeah. Okay. What I'm
1: thinking, I'm going to upgrade to 10 gallons. I was talking to you guys about that because I need to. Because yeah, I need to. Uh, <laughs> but uh, when I do so, I, I'm going to switch to I think an immersion chiller. I think it's it's going to be the, a minimal cost for me to upgrade. Uh, I'll probably use a keg as a kettle, which I can get fairly cheap, um, and oh, yeah. then and then I'm going to use an immersion chiller. I think then, okay. to get my cold break, because I don't want to be, uh, for the same reason you said about safety, I don't want to be carrying around this 10 gallon keg, uh, well, That's it's 80, a 15 and a half gallon keg, but I don't, with 10 80, gallons of wort. Pounds. Yeah, I don't want to be carrying that to no. my bath plus, plus the, pounds uh, of the keg, so. so you know, I'm going to switch pounds. to immersion chiller from okay. there. Um, okay, the next progression, and, and when you're, anytime you're dealing with mass quantities of beer here, you're talking about a counter wort chiller, correct?
2: Okay. Right. Not necessarily.
1: Okay, give me another one.
2: You guys make a one. Before
1: for we move to yeah. Oh, an immersion chiller also. Yeah, we right. do. Okay, yeah. yeah, I don't mean, but what I mean, aside from immersion chiller, the next step up is a right. counterflow water Counter right. chiller. Okay, and in a counterflow wort chiller, which you which you're generally using for larger volumes, although you could use it for small smaller volumes just the same, because it's a great way to chill wort. You're actually you're passing through cold water in one direction, and you're passing your wort through the tube in another right. direction. Right. Uh They're obviously yeah. separated. It's a tube within a
3: tube. Inner tube, outer tube. Okay. It's like a 10-minute transfer. It
1: and does. that's quick. And yeah. there you're getting, uh, I, I would, uh, and, and I'm actually going to guess this, I'm going to venture to say, you're getting your cold break and your temperature drop as it's passing through but, the chiller. But, is but that your, your cold break but ends
2: yeah. up in the your fermenter. You're right. the, okay. the caveat. Okay. Is, is yeah. Your cold break ends up in the fermenter, Okay. which Jameel was saying uh, he two weeks ago. it now. Yeah, but he also says that he doesn't worry too much about that cold break uh, in the fermenter for his Except for loggers, yeah. Okay. For loggers, yeah. he, he lets it settle out, dumps it, and and then he can like what you were doing. You're okay. transferring off right. of that. That's cold what break I'm getting rid of. Right. Is that's my cold break? That's what okay. he with loggers.
1: Okay. I I am it getting rid of both hop sediment and cold break. Yes, correct. Yeah. That's okay. And the, co- that's
2: the counterflow has a lot of a lot of double-edged sword things. Mm-hmm. You gotta get a lot. The cold break going to end up in your fermenter and sit in the bottom of the kettle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you almost have to use a pump unless you've got. The kind of system where you totally can gravity feed it down. Yeah. The guy did like eight feet high. He yeah. gravity oh. fed it. Okay. It's, it's, you can do it less than eight feet high, but it's tough. It doesn't go through as fast, okay. but, um, that's one of the caveats. You kind almost need a pump. Your water going
1: through the other side's easy, right? There's Cause your hose pressure. Yeah. yeah, that's just doing your hose that. pressure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: But it's getting the work And you can it. put a pre-chiller
1: on that. Okay.
3: Yeah. Sanitization too is, Okay. Now,
1: I'm glad you guys talked, our question specifically from the chat room was, do you need to remove cold break before pitching? And that's a matter of preference of how you're brewing, style. because, uh, some people, I think like Morgan would say, you know what, I pitch with everything in there. I don't, I don't really care. When he was in here, he said, I pitch with some junk in there. Uh, and he dry hops with junk in there, he does the whole bit. Yeah. But again, like uh, Jamil said when he was here, he doesn't care about it until he gets to his loggers. Right. Uh, the know. lighter
2: beers are going to show flavors and things that are in there so I probably we want to clear okay you
3: know
1: so if you're doing a darker more more of a of a of a an ale an IPA something like that you might not have to worry
2: about your cold mm-hmm. break so much but when you're getting to your cleaner beers like a lager or Kolsch or something that's just really delicate right do everything you can to to get it Clear as you it. can ahead of time.
1: Okay, and again, the way that I do that, and I do this with all beers, just because I like the clarity of it, and it's, and it's just a bit easier for me. I, uh, I I rack my wort before I ever pitch, so my wort's being transferred to the carboy, and then I'm ra- I'm waiting a, a couple of hours to get it all to drop to the bottom, getting that cold break to drop, and all the hop sediment, and then I rack it again so that it's pretty darn clean by the time I pitch my yeast. But you don't have to do that. But if you want to, there's a method for you right there, just to rack before you ever pitch. Obviously, you want to be careful about sanitation, right? Uh, because anytime you rack, and Jamil was big on this. Listen, anytime you're transferring your wort to anything, you're increasing your your risk of contamination. Yes. Right. And he also said you're always picking stuff up, right? You're, Whether or not that's going to show up in your beer. Now, there's the question: you're but, sanitizing, but you're yeah. always picking right. stuff up.
2: It's always there. So, well, just beware of that. Yeah, there's uh, different kinds of bacteria. So most of them that we worry about are pretty intolerant to the lower pH, the hops, and the higher alcohol. Hmm. But there's other ones out there that are a lot more tolerant. Mm-hmm. So we just be real careful with it, and less transferring better. Okay. Because we're sanitizing. We're not sterilizing. Right, right
1: you can't get it that way. No. You're just getting it as clean as you can. Then, and that's, you know, that's the awesome thing about wort. And again about this wort chilling, getting it past that danger zone. You're still going to have your bacteria in there. When you pitch your yeast and your yeast goes to work, yeast is strong stuff. And if it's healthy and it goes to work quick, it's actually going to dominate the bacteria right, that's in there. It's right. going to suppress, it. it's mm-hmm. going to kill it, it's going to do its job. So, pitching as soon as you can Big pitch. is is uh, is is the A lot best. Of oxygen. I've seen posts about um um people uh pitching like... Day like two days later, I think was the longest one that yeah. I saw, and uh, and that's a tough thing to do because, like we said in the beginning, your wort is not sterile. It doesn't matter what you do; right. it's got things in it. It's got so bacteria in it. You're allowing things to multiply then for two days. They, you know, technically they could be suppressed ba- by the yeast yeah. when you put it in there, but, he, but you're 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 really risking. Well, if we're, it's we're,
3: cold, even though too, if it's forty degrees, bacteria can still survive and ferment. Sugar. They don't Although like it. Too a, many bacteria are down at forty degrees. You're, I, you're I lost a doppelbock at, at forty degrees. That right, you're yeah. going to
2: get bacteria in there anyway, yeah. uh, but when there's only a few of them in there, they're not going to have enough of them to give enough f- stuff off to have a flavor threshold where you're going to taste it. Okay. But you wait three or four days, they'll all multiply. They'll pump out what the bad stuff you're going to uh, taste. Okay. Then the yeast takes over, drops the pH. Then they're not producing anymore. But the waste is still but there. But it's already there. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's mm-hmm. a good point. I didn't think about that, too. They are producing things no matter what their bacteria are. But they
2: won't, they won't, up to a flavor threshold... There's only a few of them in there. Okay. But so that's why you pitch fast. Right. And then the yeast takes over, makes the environment more friendly to the yeast, mm. less less friendly to the bacteria, and then everything takes off. That's why they've been making beer for as long as they have before they even knew about what was going on. Right, right. Probably using bacteria.
1: So but if you can get that stuff cool and the fermentation temperature as quickly as possible, I mean, if you can do it within an hour, mm-hmm. within two hours, man, you're you're in good shape. You get get that chiller. yeast working real quick, and a chiller's going to do a that. Chiller. And Before but, we, let's,
2: let's talk about sanitizing the chillers. We yeah, well, hang diet? on one sec. We've okay. got
1: one more chiller that people want to know about. So uh, since we talk talked about all oh, the, the, the other ones. A plate chiller, yeah, like, which is like, like the Terminator. Like the
3: Terminator. Uh, anybody wants to know if, oh, if, if anyone I uses use a plate chiller? Um, you do use one now? At mm-hmm. Bob
2: Guider's house. Okay. has got to play chiller. But he's got the 50 gallon system.
3: Yeah, but it's still, you know, so it's, yeah. it's like a homebrew. Um it t- we we run steam through it for about a half hour. Okay. And then we'll run PBW through, it, but then we'll run Ash boiling water all the way through it again. Yeah, And, and the uh,
1: reason that is, here's the deal with plate chillers, is that in concept they're a great chiller because of the way that they can cool wort. But you got to worry about sanitation because you're traveling through a lot of open areas and a lot of nooks and crannies. Yeah, and they're basically plates that are all stuck together to to, right. to uh, allow the wort to pass through it. And it's a lot of crevices in there that can get bacteria. Well,
2: here's something to remember. The the people I know that use a Therminator say it works really good. Okay, mm-hmm. But... Remember what we talked about? It's basically it's a counterflow chiller. Okay. And what do we talk about counterflow chillers? Is the hot break or the cold break goes through it? Exactly. That's a lot of chunks. I mean and those plates are out. really small, really close together. And pretty soon, I just kind of wonder about how much gunk you're going to have. And you can't sanitize gunk. Yeah, it, it discolors stuff too. I mean, if you leave protein break or a hot break right. or whatever, it'll just discolor. And so. It, the jury's still out on, you know, that therminator. Air. If you want to change it a lot, buy a new one. Yeah. But I, I wonder about the sanitation. You can sanitize something, but you really, you've always said that you can't sanitize something that's dirty. Okay. And if it's getting clogged up with all that cold break, or the, yeah, because the cold break, I know with the, with the counterflow chiller, it just ends up all in my fermenter. It has to go through something to get there. Yeah. Have you point. had a
1: problem with the person you brew
3: with using the plate chiller? I yeah, I think
2: our second batch was contributed to that actually. Okay. Yeah, he said a big problem. They're not even talking anymore.
3: Okay. Yeah, no, but <laughs> <laughs> the hell is right. was brewed on that, so it was went okay. ran through that
1: and ran, it turned out fine. It turned so. out fine. Okay, okay. Yeah. so basically they work awesome as far as chilling work, but you really want to be careful. You want to be clean from the beginning. Yeah, and they're very s- the
2: and they're very small, which is kind of a nice gig to them, yeah. Too the thermometers is really small. It's tiny. Right? Yeah, and for the people I know that use it. They love them. Yeah, I just wonder what the long-term ramifications of using it over and over. Right, our, I awesome. was
1: there when the guy—I I think it was Matt actually—who brought it in. Wasn't Yeah, it Matt, Matt. Matt loves okay. his. I yeah. was there, and and he and he talked about how, how he sterilizes it. it. Was just running hot water through it, boiling hot water. He runs through it all the time. Uh, John just said that you'll do that plus hot steam.
3: Right? Yeah, I'll steam it before. Steam it. Then in. I'll PBW it. Okay. And then I'll do hot water to rinse
2: the PBW out. Gotcha. And then I'll use it. Okay. Yeah. If okay. you, you want to go through all that trouble.
3: <laughs> Doc, I got <laughs> some. Volume,
1: you know. you, do, you, do you want some uh, criticism for, about your statements from the chat? Sure. Uh, although I'm not exactly sure which part they're talking about. <laughs> um, but it's about cold break, okay? And I'm thinking by the words they're using, they were talking about maybe they're running it over ice because it says you do not get outside aeration and to cold break, and the cold break settles in the fermenter. Which Doctor Scott did mention in his defense that you don't have to get rid of cold break; it no. settles in the fermenter. No. But I wonder if they're talking about the outside aeration as far as, as pouring
2: it over the ice cubes. Um, no, it's been pr- it, it it's, happens it,
3: what above one twenty.
2: Yeah, one twenty. Even if you pour your hot wort into your other water that's cold, mm-hmm. it's going to get hot side aeration on it.
1: If this person wants to call in just to clarify, we'd love to talk to you. It's 888-401-BEER. We don't mind. If you got outside input, that'd be great. 888-401-BEER. You can call in and talk to us about that. Um, okay. Um, I'm actually
3: upgrading my uh, counter flow. Are you really? Yes. I am going to be whirlpooling while cooling. So I'm going to be transferring my beer out of my boil, back into my boil kettle, dropping it from 212 to pitch temps at 80 with the lid on. Uh-huh. So all my cold break there and all the settlement out from my whirlpool, whirlpool actually settle out. Ah, right. So instead of having it end up in my fermenter, yeah, I will be able to. I'll have it chilled at eighty degrees, in my boil and pump it right in, and it'll already be sterile because I've already run hot work through it. Now, right. how are you are you well, going to take it from? Week. Yeah, are yeah. you going to yeah. take so it from your chiller and just put the tube back in the top right. of your and kettle? No, no, no through, we, through the side of my kettle. There's a little tube coming. We, we, out we right both have the we stage. both have
2: whirlpools in our kettle. Yeah. So we pump it right. and yeah. we whirlpool it, and yeah. a lot of times that'll get a lot of stuff to cone in the middle. Right, but. It's still hot and we don't get the cold break to settle out like you would with an immersion chiller. Okay. So we'll pump it out through the, the counter flow back Uh into our whirlpool. So it'll whirlpool until it just cools the whole thing down. That cone will be in the middle, Mm -hmm. hit a valve, and then it goes up into the fermenter. Nice.
1: Nice. Okay, we got the caller calling in now, so that that might be the, might be the same person. I'm
3: curious.
1: Okay, some off-topic stuff. Unless, is that, is that our caller? Alright, let's just take him real quick.
3: Okay. what you be, Jamil. <laughs> Caller, how you doing? How you doing? Who, who are we you talking know, to?
0: I've, I've run through, run it through ice and everything over 16 years. I've never had a bad effect of it at all. Yeah. Hey, uh, on, I've on, also read also in in other books that outside aeration is a fallacy.
1: Okay. Hang on, a, hang on one second. Hang, both of you, hang on, hang on. Who are we talking to? Uh,
0: Brewer of the month.
1: Oh, Brewer of the month. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs>
0: guest of the month. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Where are you calling from? Texas. Okay, Texas. So you're talking about actually pouring your word over ice, then,
2: right?
0: Over ice, okay. or in in a in a bucket full of ice water. It right. does not hurt it one bit.
2: Okay. Okay, Doc. Well, this, well, this has been an ongoing argument for at least the last five years about hot side aeration.
0: Okay, but but hey, I, I I know also it's. One, I, I can understand this. I've also won second place in a nationwide competition with a beer It was done just that way. Okay. What kind of beer was, was it?
3: What category? It
0: was, it was actually more of a, a, a braggart is what I used.
3: Okay. okay.
1: Nice. All right. It's now, what are, just before even a getting bracket. into that controversy, my question is, do, what about the water that's produced then from melting the ice? Are you just factoring in that you're, you're increasing the volume of your wort as you pour on the ice?
0: Mm. Well, of course, you're increasing the volume of your work, but the thing is, is your your water is not going to go go any. It, you know, it's the same thing as if you melt an ice cube in a glass of water. Your level of water is not going to go up. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Second well, of all, you're going to need aeration in that wort in order for for the yeast to be new. To have, after have it's, to after it's
2: cold, you want to have aeration. Yes,
0: yeah. that's right. But it's still it's going to be cold as soon as it hits that fermenter.
2: Well, oxygen doesn't
3: go in the solution above 80, 80 or eighty five degrees.
0: Yeah, but oxy, oxygen does not also go in the solution in it, when it's hot either.
3: Okay, but okay,
2: but Doc, no. What it does is the oxygen combines with things in the wort that'll later break down and then you'll have no, that, more oxygen that, later on. But what
0: you're thinking of is, is maybe there's some impurities within the ice.
2: No, no, that's a whole different thing. Okay. Although I've got that No that's that's a whole different subject which which we could cover too. Yeah. Uh, but most people that are doing the ice bath thing are pretty diligent about making sure it's clean ice. Yeah. Where do oh, you yeah. get, where do you get your ice from when you do it? I generally make my ice myself it's so boiling. you're using the same water you put in your beer anyway just exactly. you're boiling it first and gotcha. clean it, it up yeahs yeah, first is yeah. That's, yeah. Exactly. yeah that's, that's, that's not what I'm talking about now what I'm talking about is uh, basically hot side aeration which will cause other problems later on down the line And well, it, that, it, yeah. it is a big argument that you get into a lot with people but yes there's hot side aeration no there's not okay it was more heated about two years ago. That's fair enough. Well, my question, uh, now... uh, I'm not saying it doesn't work what you're doing. Uh, There's plenty of people out there that do it and make great beer, too. too.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm curious about it now, so I've never actually even heard of doing it. Are you just dumping it right on the ice, or do you sort of siphon it through a tube?
0: I've dumped it over the ice. I've dumped it straight into ice water. Okay. Okay. Now I use just a a copper uh, chiller now.
1: You do? do. Okay. I
0: used to do it used to it that way, and I did it that way for 10 years. Never had a problem.
1: Because I'm wondering if you're talking about aeration, Dr. Scott, if you ran a tube, say, to the bottom of the ice bucket so that it sort of went in gradually, didn't get dumped and rustled and and oxygenated, would you then reduce what you might be talking about with hot? You wouldn't anyway.
2: No, you'd be fine that way, just splashing it when it's hot.
1: That's what I'm talking about. So if you ran it straight to the bottom with a tube through a bunch of ice, you might... uh, If
2: you cooled it below 80... Or actually below, you know, 120 probably, yeah. and then poured it over the ice, yeah. you'd be fine too. Okay. Well, but, but,
0: but the, okay, and the other part of the thing, uh, what you're saying, most all the time, you know, even I've even on light beers, I've even let, let the hot break just go ahead and go into the fermenter because it
1: generally settles out with the yeast. Okay.
2: Yeah, it does. The cold break. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, there's a lot of times when I don't dump the conical. I just leave it in there. Yeah. I, yeah. Do, I think I that's a lot about about of it.
1: a preference between brewers. Jamil on his light ones likes to get rid of it. and Others
2: don't. And, and, yeah. and he leaves, leaves stuff in there in other words, uh, right. and most of his other stuff. And I do too. Yeah. Oh, um,
0: by the way, when my when my uh, Belgian triples done, I'll send you one and a half liter. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah do you mind Whoa. if we
1: taste it on the air and stuff?
0: That's fine.
1: All right. Cool. Send it to uh,
3: me. We'll us. Get his info.
2: When's yeah. it going to be done?
0: Uh. Well, I'm 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 brewing it tomorrow.
2: Okay. okay. All right, cool. Okay, so so I've got one in the con- I've got days. one in the conical right now. That oh yeah, yeah, nice. And it's been in the conical like four weeks now. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm using
0: the, I'm using the sweet orange rinds. I'm using uh, the coriander Ooh. and all that too.
2: Nice. I love triples. Nice. Yeah. Hey, right, well, we have to I'm looking, to looking taste forward it. to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I got a one and a half liter Grulch bottle. I'll send it in.
8: Please cool. do. That'd be cool.
1: Hey, uh, we really appreciate the call. Thanks yeah, for nice. calling and giving us your opinion. We like that. All right, not a problem. More all right, than... we'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. That's awesome. All right, cool. Well, so there you go. Somebody's. Uh, I like that. You well, know, we don't know it. everything for sure. Well, so.
2: no, there's there's guys out there that have been brewing that way for a long time, and they've always had really good beers. And you know, but it's good. The to process know. too is key too. So everybody has their own process. So. Yeah, right. And that's what I
1: think is good to know. You know, to take any, any process as the Bible is a, is, is a mistake. You need to hear from people who are doing it different mm-hmm. ways and, and their success and failures as well. Sure. So, well, if it
2: was one way, we wouldn't have a radio show and we wouldn't be discussing <laughs> it.
1: Right. But I just, <laughs> you know what, uh, that's cool to call in any guys, anytime you guys disagree with what you're yeah, saying. Please let us know. Uh, we're not shy about putting you on the air not and, uh, Oh, well,
2: I don't have to agree yeah. with you. That's right. Yeah. You but don't. you know, you don't have to agree with me. <laughs>
1: exactly. I just like you. I like it if you'd call in and just call Dr. Scott a jerk. <laughs> Actually, I told, I, I, I told my brother to call, don't to listen today, and just yeah. call in and
2: call him. Maybe just give
1: me crap. Oh, by the way, that was Dr. Scott's brother on the phone,
2: right? Now. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, but even if
1: you just want to call in and say, "Hey, you're a bunch of jerks," <laughs> that's fine we'll by love you. it. So, hey, thanks for the call, that's and then great. send beer. All right, how about you? Yeah, then send beer. That's awesome. <laughs> I got some off-topic questions that okay. came uh, cool. before we get back to it. Um, Let's see. What are the guidelines, I guess right on topic here, what are the guidelines for oxygenation and how much is too much?
2: Okay, oxygen is good. Oxygen is bad. Uh, it's it's good, good at sometimes. Frame. It's Anaerobic, it's, right? It's good at sometimes. it's bad at others. It's bad when things are hot. It's bad late in the fermentation. And let's get back into when to put it in. Uh, you want to put it in as soon as it's below 80. I like to do it when it's below 80 at from pitching temperature, mm-hmm. uh, get it in there. You can do it by shaking the carboy. That's just room air. You can do it by a, a aqua stone and a pump. You can right. put just pure oxygen in there. Right. Pure oxygen at thirty seconds with a with an aeration stone will, a micron. will go in really fast. You don't need more than thirty seconds at it. Mm-hmm. Remember that after two hours, the yeast is gonna. Yeast will eat it up in about. If there's a lot of big pitch, the yeast will eat it up in half an hour or an hour. That's what Chris White told me. Okay. Also, if it just sit, the wort just sits there. The oxygen will dissipate in two hours. It'll, wow. So it'll all away. just go away. So wow. I, I always do at least two or three times, depending on the size. Do size you do of, it based on the gravity of your beer? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, you can do it at first. I do it. Four or five hours after that and then up to about eight hours. I'll do another, another one. But once your aerobics over with and it's beginning fermentation, right. you it, don't do it every day. You need it for yeast growth because they're trying to multiply. They, right. need, they need it for that. After that, you don't want them to do aerobic respiration anymore. Okay. You want them to go into anaerobic and start making ethanol.
3: Can over oxygenation uh, actually spawn like the growth of wild yeast? That might be. Because I think I lost a batch before because of that. I might have owed two too much. I had a wild yeast growth. Instead of ethanol being produced, I had water. And like this real silky kind of watery. It wasn't was ethanol. Did it taste like Band-Aids?
2: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. but it, was it could have been just bacteria, mm-hmm. too. Because bacteria will, will, bacteria will take it <laughs> down way low. If you get a really dry beer and you can't understand why it's got no malt flavor, a lot of times it's just bacteria. Okay.
1: Hmm. okay. Uh, another off-topic question. If you smacked your Hefeweizen smack pack a little too hard <laughs> and had to use muttons dry, would it still be a Hef or would it be a wit?
2: A dry is a dry ale yeast. This is a regular dry. The American it just says muttons
1: dry, so I think so. None of us use Muntons, so no, it's a tough question. Well,
2: uh, if it, it, it's a wheat beer still because of the malt bill, right. But uh, you're not going to get the Banana and the spices yeah. off of that one. And, okay. and you're not going to get a wit either because you need a wit yeast for that.
1: Okay. So you're going to get a little hybrid beer. Or
2: you're going to get gonna a Pyramid
3: pyramid yeah, have, Exactly. What <laughs> <Pyramid. laughs> American Wee kit right there.
1: Uh, this is a good question because I've seen you do it, John, so I'll address it to you. Is okay. there anything wrong with using oxygen in the little red, in the little red tanks from hardware stores?
3: No, it's oxygen.
1: That's what nope. you use, right?
2: Yeah, I've seen you use those. little I've seen that pipes. on the on the boards a lot. The forum boards about which oxygen is good, which best. 2 is It's Fine, yeah. it's all the same. You might want to use a filter. We use a HEPA filter. There's this, there's, there's okay. little HEPA filters you can get. They're inline filters. Okay, and you know they'll take Five anything else or something. It's pure oxygen. It's yeah. fine.
1: Go ahead and use those HEPA filter on your oxygen. You're fine. Uh, is aluminum okay as a brew pot? And what materials for brew pots do you recommend?
2: We've talked about this before
3: vaguely. Go There's ahead. an effect, though. Isn't there something in the metal that can potentially
2: cause something in your brain? Or? No, no, you won't get much of that. That that goes round and round. Did you say cause
1: something in your brain?
2: Yeah, to go wrong. No. really? That yeah. if you
1: brew in aluminum pots, it
2: makes you nutty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's a, woo! I use aluminum pots. <laughs> no, well, the, the standard's this? always been no, don't do it. Uh, what is it use stainless steel, or you can use porcelainized metal, like a you know porcelain spaghetti pot. Okay. Uh, is the but, is the but deal I have then, read stuff lately that says you know maybe brewing it isn't so bad, but you don't want to ferment in it. Right. In okay. Aluminum.
1: Is the deal that soft metals are going to release things within the beer? Is that the general yeah, exactly. consensus? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You just the don't oxides, the
2: basically, because aluminum has an oxide layer. On be the top. safe and use stainless. Yeah, and
1: stainless steel. steel is your is your best bet, I think, no matter what with brewing. But uh, tell
2: your wife it's you know for that the big. Chili cook off. Yeah. You have once a year, maybe. <laughs> or the big spaghetti feed. Alright. Yeah. Right. You probably
3: could use it for your mash tun or your liquor tank. Okay. I don't think that would hurt it. You no. You're
2: not boiling no, there. You're not boiling there. Way, you're just It's, up to the, it's the, the lower pH that does that. So okay. if your water's fine. Okay. okay.
1: Alright. I think that about does it for our wort. unless you guys got anything to add. Our questions are done. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and do our beer tasting. We have a listener Ooh. beer, and we have Daniela's. Daniela's beer. Ooh, yeah. Let's do it. You guys are excited about it. Danielle, I need you to get that beer ready. See, I can't even uh, make face. So she will be away from the chat room for me. a second. Before I take a break, uh, someone in the chat room helped me out with my hops by saying that Cascade's going to smell like grapefruit, so I can probably figure out which one is my yeah. Cascade. It's, it's going to smell like, uh, mm-hmm. smell like grapefruit. Okay, so there you go. If you have more questions for 888 eight 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 four zero one beer, or keep chatting them into Daniela, although she's away for a second, she's going to get her beer ready. Um, other than that, uh, we'll be right back and we'll we'll finish up. We're going to do a little tasting from uh, Wayne's beer from Bug Eater Brewing and uh, Daniela's beer, which is exciting. We'll get her back in the nice. microphone. And what did uh, she
2: brew? Talk about that. She won't tell us. She won't tell you. Okay. You're just going to have to wait. All right,
1: we'll be right back. It's the Brewing Network. Thanks for staying. You're listening to three guys with one microphone and five gallons of beer. The brewcasters on the brewing network. That, w- that oh, was gosh. funky. What, the taste? That that cue there. That cue? Something b- like that. D- that's right, a little funky. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> it was naughty even. Alright, let's get back to the show here. We're gonna wrap it up with some tastings. Uh, first let's start with Daniela's beer. I don't have her um, beer. Uh, she has her beer. There's only one glass of it. She wants Dr. Scott to how take my, the first how, taste. How, how I don't did know you why, make? but she just, um she made five gallons, uh, We, but she only wants to give you a little bit. <laughs> She's a bit, uh, uh, I don't know. She's stingy with her beer. What do you want? Yeah, could you give Daniela the the microphone, please? Let's just uh, make sure the dog's licking my knee. I'm a so lot. excited. Okay, so this is the first beer that Daniela has brewed.
4: All right, Doctor Scott, and, uh, you need to know I'm really proud of my work. It's the first okay. time I ever brewed. I brewed with John. I helped bring John one time, and we brewed a good beer. But this is my only. You know, I worked on it myself. Justin did not help me whatsoever. He mm. just gave me his equipment. Okay. So. <laughs> he just loans his equipment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do that a lot.
1: <laughs>
4: and I want you to try to John please after Dr. Scott. Okay. Well
2: let's let's think of what it looks like.
4: It looks it's, good, huh?
2: It's awesomely clear. It's very pale. Very pale. Uh, it's yellow. Uh, probably two to three SRM. Yeah. It's, it's pale. Extremely pilsy. It's very pilsy. It's got the head just is staying with it. It's it's a little on the thin, light lacy, but it's it's nice. Mm-hmm. Extremely cleared. Three points on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> three
1: points. Hmm. She did. But she, that's the maximum you can get for appearance. She took some clarity uh, pointers from the show, yeah. She's been listening to the show. He's, he's now smelling it. I don't have any it, aroma whatsoever. No aroma yeah. whatsoever. It's, uh, that no, might, it's like I'm smelling water. That might be why it's so light, too. Yeah. I mean, it's extremely
2: light.
4: Well, it's a live beer. Yeah,
2: yeah. but no, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I, it's. Okay. That's just maybe. Okay. It's, it's not an IPA. It's not an IPA. Yeah. It's not one of mine. That's for sure. No, there's no smell whatsoever. Okay. It's, it smells like water. <laughs> this is beer, right? <laughs> no. She Dr. hopes so. Dr. Scott. Come on. No, no, it's not bad to not have a smell there.
4: I wanted a light beer.
1: You didn't. It's light
4: <laughs> as a first
2: beer, That's this light. is incredibly, yeah. the, just the looking at it, it's just killer. Okay. okay. Here he goes.
1: The first taste. Yeah. He's trying it. <laughs> He's giving me yeah, a weird yeah, look right now. John, you want to taste it, too? Doc, what's You're your lagging, huh? What's your impression? <laughs> yeah, John's tasting it now, too. I think you have to give the mic back to John for a second to get his impression. <laughs> <laughs> He's just making a weird... I
2: spit it back. <laughs> oh, you spit it back?
1: John spit
4: what? it back in the cup. Why would you... Dr. Scott?
2: <laughs> what does it taste like?
4: Oh, Let me taste it. Oh, I spit it
2: back, though. That's okay. It won't make any difference.
4: Oh, my God. You guys, why would you spit my beer back? It
2: it tastes like bicarbonate of soda. It tastes like foot water. No, no. It it tastes like Alka-Seltzer. It's horrible. horrible.
4: No, it's not.
1: Uh, Okay. No, she didn't really prove <laughs> <laughs> that. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> we went to this trick store the other day that said, fool your friends with beer, and you just put like this little packet yeah, of stuff yeah. in a glass of water, and it says that it looks like beer, but it tastes like dishwater, which is about what it tastes yeah. like. It really tastes like dishwater, uh, and we just thought it'd be funny
2: to do to you, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I was impressed by the way it looked. Yeah, it, a nice head like, on it, but no smell. That kind of tipped me off, <laughs> uh, and then the taste... It doesn't taste horrible. That's it doesn't taste like beer at Daniela, all, Daniela.
1: You got to taste it now that you did it. Oh, you did try it.
3: Oh, yeah. it's, it's. I think it tastes no, it, horrible. It, it, it tastes
2: like it tastes like an alka seltzer. Ah, oh, that's like even worse than Sprite-y, that. Sprite like orange
3: shit. All right. The we thing just... was, you know what? It's warm. Yeah, yeah it was. Warm. So
2: I'm. Ta- I'm feeling the glass and it's warm. We should have yeah. chilled some water first. You should have. Uh, yeah. I don't know. We just thought it'd be fun okay. to do that. <laughs> No, it's all right. Let's taste some real beer I, for I, first beer. I, I was, it I was amazed is, it was so clear. Yeah, I thought like, it was the hellest. Actually, <laughs> oh, um, God, no, it's <laughs> even too light for that. It's it's the color of uh like Coors Light. Yeah, kind of the color of Schumann's favorite. Beer. Isn't it, it's not even a Corona
1: yeah. color. Uh, Doc, by the way, didn't even bother responding after <laughs> drank it. He just looked at me like I was a
3: douche. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what the hell you fed me. So let me set I was up. This, really uh, bad things. <laughs>
2: yeah. Let's pee in a glass and feed we'll no, the stuff. No.
1: We wouldn't do anything that bad. It's just some weird little packet. Doc and John are trying this beer right now. It came from Wayne Ferris from Bug Eater Brewing Company. Um, which I think he's a home brewer. I think he just, uh, calls himself that. Let me set it up by reading what he sent to us. Well, oh, so you already set it up. I mean, you fed me dishwater. <laughs> terrible dishwater. Uh, first of all, he's, you know, just thanking us for the program. Keep up the good work. Uh, he's eagerly awaiting the arrival of Jamil's beer. It's actually shipping tomorrow, so. Okay. Uh, as okay. promised, uh, here are a couple of my beers, he says. They represent two-thirds of an experiment to compare the flavor contribution of different malts. Uh, he did a cream ale uh, recipe of sorts for three batches. I used the same recipe and even pitched onto the same yeast cake for all three, except that I changed one ingredient each time. The first, I used one pound of 60 crystal, mar- crystal malt. The second, I used one pound of light Munich in place of the crystal. And the third, I used a pound of rye in place of the crystal. I have sent the Munich and Rye versions for you to try, although I don't think it's labeled on the bottle. Let me check the bottle. Yeah, it is. You guys are drinking the Munich. Okay, so that's the Munich version right there, uh, which can I haven't we tasted yet. Uh, the point here was not to brew the best beer in the world, but to merely compare flavor contributions. However, I found the Rye version to be quite tasty, and thought I might get your opinions. The crystal, the crystal version was unremarkable. Uh, it was quite drinkable, but left me wondering if something better was around to drink. The Munich version was quite malty, but almost too malty. And somewhat reminded me of Bass Ale, but nowhere near as refined. The Rye Cream has really grown on me. Uh, to me, it seems a great summer drink. I have uh, brewed Denny Kahn's Rye IPA a couple of times, and I've fallen in love with the taste of rye in beers. This seemed a good malt to try in a cream ale. So he enclosed a copy of the Rye version. And the other two are Crystal and Munich. So I think you guys are drinking the Munich, if the bottle is correct. And the other one we'll try is going to be the rye. Mm. Um, He says he's got a brother who's a hardcore Bud Miller Coors drinker. And part of the experiment was to come up with a recipe for a homebrew that both he and I would like drinking. Uh, And he thinks he's done it with the rye. Let me take a taste here, guys. You're making uh, weird noises over there, but go ahead.
3: Well, first impression, it kind of smells like grapefruit. It's got a... A lot of fruity character to it. Yeah. Um, it's a little cloudy, you know. My One thing that you were reading to me that makes me a little concerned about this beer is the fact that he uh, transferred it three times between three different batches, I guess. Which which one was first?
1: Uh, he started with the one that he just did, the crystal. One pound of 60L crystal. Okay. The second one he did on the same yeast bed, instead of the crystal, he used the Munich, which I think is what you guys are drinking. And, uh, the third, instead of the crystal, he used a pound of rye, which I think I have in the fridge. So this one, if I'm right, is the Munich. And by the way, uh, Wayne, if you're there, go ahead and call in 888-401-BEER, if you want to, and make sure I'm getting it right. I'm just reading the label on the back. It says Ken's Munich Cream, so. Uh.
3: It's... I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, that's it's what you're supposed it's to sour. Do. Um, I think it's contaminated. And I think he ran into contamination issues when he was transferring from batch to batch on the yeast cake. I'm getting that Band-Aid flavor, Band-Aid, very medicinal. I got and sour. that. I
1: definitely have the citrusy taste, which I might be confusing with the sourness too.
3: Uh I'm it, wondering now. He, he sent hot. this to us.
1: Uh, what about what about the shipment sitting in a hot box for a few that, days? That could be an issue.
3: But even if even if you brew clean beer and mm-hmm. you bottle it, it should still be drinkable, okay. even with certain temperatures.
1: Okay. Are you sure that Daniela's beer isn't just clouding your uh <laughs> No, no. I, I, okay. I, I watched No, but I'm not going to forget
2: that for a while.
1: Okay. There's another one. Shuma, would you do me a favor? There's another bottle that looks just like that in the in the fridge. Would you mind grabbing that for us so we can t- taste his other one also? Uh okay. So, definitely citrusy. It's got that band-aidy flavor there. What what would Almost you like say? Sprite.
3: Like orange sprite. Yeah,
2: it, it it's yeah.
1: Okay. But, and, and what do you think? When, that, do you have any uh, uh, guesses of where that contamination maybe came from?
2: Uh, dropping it on the yeast bed. Ah, uh, uh, from the previous right, one,
1: Right. You think the yeast then was contaminated? There there
3: was uh, Ide- wild yeast in there? Ideally, you want to use your secondary fermenter's yeast. Not your, primary. Or not your well, primary. Yeah,
2: you want to get off the troop. And that's a big argument, too. Mm-hmm. You okay. Use primary or secondary. There's goods and bads to use them both. Uh, with the primary, you've got to have a lot of troops still in it. And a lot of things that dead yeast that can break down. In the secondary, uh, you're gonna get the stuff that doesn't flocculate as well, which is what I'm looking at. I'm looking at a very cloudy beer. Right. Um, the stuff that's still up in in the in suspension is the stuff that doesn't want to flocculate. Mm-hmm. Where all the flocculating guys are down in the bed. And you're gonna you're gonna it's survival of the fittest. Right. So do you think
3: this there are bowling issues in this or do you think there was fermentation control issues or all of the above?
2: All of the above. Okay.
3: Yeah, I, I, my guess is it was fermented pretty warm. Okay. It's a very fruity
2: beer. It is very fruity. Yeah.
3: I'm I'm noticing. Fruity that.
2: fruity, uh it's cloudy. Mm-hmm. Um maybe not all one thing. It's it's, it's drinkable. After a few, yeah. No, it's it's drinkable, but uh it could there's improvement areas with it.
1: We're now pouring, uh, just a, let's see if you're clanking. Yeah. We're now gonna try the rye, which is, I think, the third one the, that
2: he did, according to this. The, see, this, that one looks better already. The yeah, one it that looks you just better. tasted. It's still cloudy, was, but it's still looking better.
1: Okay, the one you just tasted was the Munich. This one is the same recipe, except that he replaced their the, the, the crystal with rye. And, uh, let's give this one a go.
3: Now, question is, is he doing organ or extract? Is he steeping that Munich? Is he steeping that crystal? No, no I
1: think that's a lot better.
2: Well, I still get the the fruitiness, the the grapefruity thing coming through. The, the what did you say, orange crush? Yeah, and like orange crush. And but it's got a cool spiciness that goes. The that's, rye it comes from the rye. That's a better beer.
3: That's the rye. It's okay. A better
2: beer.
1: It's almost that that spiciness is almost a hefeweizen type of spice. I think. Uh, uh. Well, it,
2: it it pulls away from that that orange crush sweetness. And it I'm not, bala- It balances it. Better. And I'm not
1: tasting the medicine in this one either. Mm, no.
2: I don't. So I don't. I don't well, the other one's kind of dry too. It almost just, its it's got that fruity kind of thing, but mm-hmm. not the malt to, to back right. it up.
1: It's an interesting color on these beers. They
2: even have a little bit of an orange color to them.
7: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, both of them, both the, both the Munich and the Rye. The Rye is a lot clearer than the Munich one. Right. Um, but it's definitely, it's still got that orange. I can drink this beer, I actually. I, I don't mind. I like
3: this. It's a better beer. Much better, yeah. yeah.
1: It's mm. more crisp, it's drier, like you guys said. It's definitely, the aftertaste definitely sort of, sort of disappears pretty quick. It's a very dry finish. Um, mm.
3: yeah, and this
1: Schumann is the one, this is the one that he said he really liked too, was the rye better than the other one. What, what, I think what does
2: Schumann think of it? Schumann, did you
1: try it? He tried both of them. By the way, Schumann's a Coors light drinker. Right,
2: right. Well, I, I, but he he's stretched Coors over like he had, a, he had a bud today too. Yeah, bud, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. a Bex,
1: he had a Bex also. Um, I like it. You like this one? Mm-hmm. What about yeah. the first one you tried just before? You tried both, right?
5: Yeah, the first one was a little bit more flat and it just had, like this, had a very sour taste to it. Okay. But you like this one too? I like it better, yeah. I think
2: yeah. this one would be changing some things on it, you know, cleaning this up and mm-hmm. that. Uh, this one has a shot to be a pretty nice beer. Mm-hmm. That's sure. what I was going to say to really? you too.
1: If I were you, Wayne, I would be brewing this one again on a different yeast bed than you,
2: used. Yeah, you um, use. Yeah, use fresh yeast with yeah. a nice yeast starter. Uh, try to control your fermentation temperature. The yeast don't like it when they're going up and down and mm. up and down. Okay. Uh, put it in, if you're using carboys and it's hot around. Put it in the bathtub mm. with a t-shirt over it to right. wake it up, and that'll keep it pretty even for you. They right. they don't really care what temperature they're at. We can get over that, but uh, they don't like going up and down and up and down. Right. right. But well, definitely stick with the rye. This uh,
1: is this this, 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 it, this could be a good, great it, beer. Yeah, it's refreshing. Right I now. even There's sort of five. I think in a, in a more controlled environment, I even like the citrusy flavors that are coming off of this. Right. I think they just need to be maybe settled down a little bit. But I'm liking that citrus off of this because it helps out with the dryness mm-hmm. of the beer. It, it just adds a little something mm-hmm. to your mouth with it. So I, I think that, like Doc's saying, I think that's going to have a lot to do with fermentation as far as controlling that
3: citrusy flavor. Well, if you can control your fermentation from batch to batch, it's just a, it's just healthier and wiser for you to do that because... You can re-pitch, and at least you're consistent all the way through while you re-pitch. Yeah, you're not stressing it at 76 and 65, and you get that funkiness in the next batch, and you keep rolling it over and over and it, over. Yeah, right. it, it just cascades yeah. right that way. And you can't, you will never know. You know, you can't fix it after times. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, I guess bottom line, we're going to finish this one. We're not going to finish the first one. No, is
2: what's going to happen. I work uh, on this
1: one. Yeah, this is. I, I I agree with you, Doc. This could be a good beer. Mm-hmm. Control that fermentation. Try it again. I, I would think even I would
2: even boost the malt bill a little bit. I would yeah, put some. I, I would get it a little bit. You know, start with a little bit. More original gravity. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I, I would agree as far as a, 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 my, my personal preference for beer. Although writing that he was interested in trying to make a beer for the hardcore Bud Miller core drinker like his brother, I wouldn't boost the malt bill because I think you're you're getting there with it. It just needs to be cleaner and crisper. Well, they will right?
2: They won't like the rye then.
1: I think they like the dry, I think it's closer that comes the closer to style he's the going, going for. It. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's, I, I mean, if it were me, I agree. I'd boost that malt bill a little sure. bit too. You know what? But just going for that style, I think just clean it up.
2: Clean it up. Use a fresh yeast. Forget about them. Brew for you. <laughs> Brew for you. And it, this could be a really nice beer. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I like this one.
1: He's in the, tra- he's in the chat room. Uh, he's going to try the rye again with, uh. What was the original gravity on that? This says I'm going to try the rye again with 1272 in the fermentation fridge, but That's I don't. Why here, you know, I don't know which. Here, here. Said it. You know, what? I got this recipe right here. You're looking for his OG, right?
3: That's yeah, uh, Cal Two, I think. This some more fruitiness. Yeah, I think
2: uh, it's, I think it's uh, white. Yeah, you leather. know how to Cal, read that, Look
1: through that and find his OG. I bet it tells you right there, or it might even say it on the bottle in front yeah, of you.
2: Pro Mash man. Okay, cool. It might. Even yeah, 1053. 1053 was his OG.
4: No, that's, 10, 12.
1: that's not too... It's not small. It's not a low gravity. I just think he has temp- um, temperature control issues in there. Nah. Yeah. Didn't finish out dry-dry. It's ten twelve the final. I would keep the same recipe and cl- and clean it up. Sure. That's what right. I do. I wouldn't add them did,
2: all. Did you add anything to the water? It looks like... Uh, I see your water profile here. Um, you don't have enough calcium, so maybe add some... I would add some gypsum to this mm. one.
1: It'll definitely give you the calcium. We talked talk. It'll about give you the calcium.
2: It, it'll tweak it up there. Even calcium chloride. Actually, the calcium chloride would probably be better for this beer than it'll, just the gypsum. You don't don't use the gypsum. Just use some calcium chloride. Just in,
1: Where would he use that? Where's he putting that in?
2: Uh, in in the brewing water. And, and actually, pro mash will split it between your sparge water and your mash water.
1: So it'll tell him which one to do. It'll
2: tell you how much to put in one, how much to put in the other. one. Okay. And I would I with this water profile uh some calcium chloride just to boost the calcium up a little bit cuz it's a light beer.
1: Can you get that at your brew shop? Yes. Yeah, you can. Okay, Yes, sure.
2: And it'll boost the calcium, the chloride, you have none in there, so it'll boost the chloride which'll round it out kind of make it a little it's kind of a sweeter, kind of round and uh, that'll help quite a bit. Okay. How do
1: you
2: spell gypsum?
1: Okay. Uh, he might be calling in now. We got a call. Someone in the room was asking how you spell gypsum. G-Y-P-S-U-M. Just for fun, uh,
2: oh, yeah. So, uh, is, he,
1: is Wayne calling it? Okay, Daniela just answered his call, so we can talk to him too. I'm telling you, uh, after the after the first one, I was a little worried about tasting the second, but I, I'm I'm kind of impressed with the second. Yeah, I too. just think, uh, you know, I like it when they when they're when you can tell that it's a good beer. It just needs some tweaking. That mm-hmm. I really like because because as a home brewer for me, I do that to myself even all the time. I go, okay, this is what I went for. It tastes okay, but it's not right. Fix it, yeah. right, and you just got that little it's so much better than just brewing a bad beer right? right because then there's 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 not much growth from that other than oh this is what I did wrong, you can definitely take that, but you don't get to say let's do it again but but just alter it right you know, so I definitely like that a second beer is good and you just get to change it let's let's put them on the air hang on a sec
8: okay, go ahead
1: wayne how you doing?
8: not uh, real good here <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, I didn't think you'd like that in Munich. More, I thought about it. Okay, now, okay, I probably shouldn't have even sent it to you. No, no actually, 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 it's
2: a good contrast. It's, I, it's I'm fine. really glad you sent it to you. Well, a, a lot of things. A lot of beers is not one bad thing. People yeah. want to say, "What's wrong with my beer?" and they want to say, "Well, it's this." Yeah, it's, it's a lot of times. It's a little of this, a little of that, yeah. and you tweak a little of this, tweak a little of that, and I mean. It'll make yeah, a lot and that, better beer. I'll tell you what: too.
1: if people start sending us perfect beers, uh, we're going out of business. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what are we, we going to do? We'll figure it out. But uh, but your but your rye version really is a lot better.
2: Oh, you got a handle on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm but you will get a lot better extraction uh, if you and with the calcium boost that up. You just using tap water. Uh,
8: I was using. Uh, I'm well, just trying to remember. I just oh. got an RO filter. I don't think I. That was be, just before I got my RO filter. Yeah, because
2: the water profile just says Ashland 50 yeah. 50.
8: Does it say Ashland or Ashland 50 50? 50 50. 50 50. Okay, that's half RO water and half. Okay, half and you water. definitely got to boost
2: up. You want to have at least 50 ppm for uh, your your calcium. And calcium. Yeah. Yeah. And if you and you can boost, you got to boost it with calcium chloride, calcium carbonate, or calcium sulfate. Yeah, I've got I, both those I would calcium chloride would round this beer out really nice. Okay, as there's your sodium's pretty low, your sulfate everything's pretty low in this, and then when you you're fifty 50 it, I mean you're almost down to RO water anyway. Mm-hmm.
1: While you guys, while we have them on the line, what do you guys make of this orange color? Is that the lighting in our studio, or is it really sort of an orange tinge it, t- it? Looks like a pink. Orange. I'm well, one, he's got I, he's
2: got quick grits and minute rice in there. Yeah. Oh, Okay. So is that going to add that just color?
8: Something quick there, and I think I'll probably go with flake maize next time instead of. The yeah, because it does have a
2: kind grit. of a corn kind of a flavor, hmm. and it, it's just it's got something. Chat
1: room wants to know if you brewed extract. It's on your recipe, but I don't have it in front of me. How'd you brew this? Oh no, it's all it's all it's grain. It's all grain. Okay. five
2: gallon all grain. Okay. uh right. and uh, right. northern brewer.
1: Hey, what's with your brother? Just drinking the Bud and the Coors and the Miller.
8: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I try to convert him.
2: Yeah, you know what? It's so That's hard to convert sometimes. I just or just tell him you, haven't found a beer that he likes yet. Yeah, yeah. He's no, not. I, he's not locked into that. Did
1: either. he? Did he like this one? Did you give him your rye?
8: Yeah, he he likes the rye. He also likes a, a classic cream ale. That uh, classic American cream ale. I brewed last spring okay
2: well don't feel bad my one of my brothers is the same way yeah well schumann here who's on the show today he
1: he's a roommate and uh he drinks all coors light and bud also but i i think i brewed one beer oh and your hefeweizen that we had on tap dr scott he loved the hefeweizen and uh, i brewed a blonde ale in the style of a hellas not the (laughs) one you guys tried to taste like an ipa but the one that actually worked (laughs) and he liked that too but schumann you're all
5: coors too right yeah, yeah. It's just I, I guess I kind of grew up on light beer, and I don't like the bitterness of IPAs.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or even the other ones you just think are – it's not just IPAs. Right. But
5: well, usually I like Heffinweissens. Like okay. uh, the uh, Francis Conner, I really, really like that beer. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. But, and it's also a matter of a lot of times I just get drunk and I'm not really picky. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and the Coors Light's easier on the well, wallet. <laughs> and
2: the Coors Light in the refrigerator probably – will last a little longer with the roommates. Oh, nobody else touches it. Exactly. <laughs> I don't go
1: near Schumann can keep beer in the fridge all month long. I don't go near it. It's great. <laughs> Smart. You <laughs> could be crawling to the refrigerator because you haven't had a beer in days. And yeah. Oh,
2: my god. Yeah. yeah. And
5: I also think sometimes, you know, genuinely, I think the craft brewers... I believe brew a better beer and it's kind of like some people like Taco Bell better than real Mexican food. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and some people, some people say they like real Mexican food even if they don't mind Taco Bell. I think it can also become a case of the emperor's new clothes where if it's not cool to like the, uh, here in Nevada, then right. you know, people drink it anyway. Right, right. But, I mean, if I got Coors Light in the fridge and it's at the end of the party, people drink it anyway, Yeah. even if they give me a lot of... That's true. I'm guilty of that once
1: it. or twice, actually. But I got to be really... What? I got to be really drunk, and there's <laughs> t- there's nothing else. It's 3 a.m., and it's that or nothing. Silver bullet in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Bring it home. And, and I talk about it
1: so much that all the roommates just look at me like I'm an idiot. They're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, God, late at, at
5: night, Justin will tap the Rockies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. Well, Wayne, we do appreciate you sending your beer in. And, 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 you know what, I, I actually gotta say, I encourage sending in failed batches. If, if you, if you consider them personally failed and you don't want to send them to us because we're gonna say they're bad, I think that's the wrong idea. The idea here is to be able to identify parts of the process that people can, can fix. And if if anything like that would be good, I think in Wayne's case, it's awesome that we got the batch where we can identify problems, and then the other batch that's much better, and we can say. I'm glad I'm glad you sent two. Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
2: definitely. I I would love to have you brew this again and send send the rye in again. Yeah, right.
1: Try a fresh yeast, Wayne. Yeah,
2: try yeah. Try a fresh yeast. Try to keep the fermentation temperature and and boost the calcium. Use calcium chloride and, and. It'll be it a killer be on, beer. Yeah. There you go. It's already yeah, pretty nice. That'll
8: definitely do. Okay,
1: well, we're going to finish this one, like I said. Cool. Right,
2: you know what? Everybody has finished this one.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, no, there's still some in that bottle, isn't there? Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so pass that around. I appreciate the comments. Cool. Hey, Wayne, really, thanks a lot for sending it in. We appreciate that. Okay, thanks. All right, we'll talk to you soon. All right, well, there you go. Uh, another listener, Beer. Please send it in to us. And like I said, it, it, even if it's not perfect, that's that's really a lot better. Don't
2: send any of Daniela's Beer in. <laughs> oh, that was bad. That was horrible. I almost <laughs> came over the desk on that yeah.
1: like. <laughs> Both of you were just
3: looking at us like, hee, hee, he, hee. Right. I, was, I had to
1: keep a smile. She's a lot better than I am, Daniela. Giving you a whole story about how she brewed it last yeah. week, and you didn't. She's want a good liar. Yeah, she's good. I'm uh, like, I just sit here with a stupid uh, grin on my face. <laughs> I just clammed up. Yeah, you really looked at me like you wanted to punch <laughs> my face. Black belt, be careful. Ah, we just thought it'd be funny. It actually would have been better TV than radio because you would have had to see their faces. Yeah, but we thought it'd be fun anyway. <laughs> Okay, uh, Daniela, you want to say goodbye to your listeners before we do the whole thing?
4: Goodbye to everybody. Thank you for trying my beer, Dr. Scott. I really appreciate <laughs> well, it. Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> now I'm really encouraged to brew, actually, so I'm going to do it.
1: I actually think it's a good idea. Daniela, we should get you
2: to brew a batch.
4: I will do so. Do you, don't you worry. I will brew. Okay. okay
2: remember, yeah. fool me once, shame on you. Fool me <laughs> twice, shame on me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Right. Hey, can
1: you pour me some more Wayne's beer? Because we're finishing up. and Wayne's I, actually, world. I like Wayne's it.
2: world. I want a little more of
1: that. So let's do that. Okay, Daniela. Well, thank you as usual for running the chat room for thank us.
4: You guys, chat was awesome as always. Party you had on. a lot thank of people you. in there with you today, huh? Yeah, it was great. Really, like twenty something people. In Party there. on, Wayne. Cool. cool. Thank you to Australia again.
1: Australia, they're always cool. <laughs> okay, thanks, Daniela. All right. So uh, as usual, we'll we'll bring you another great show next week. Um, not sure what's happening, but we'll let you know in the in the forum. What did you say you wanted to talk about next week, John? You were, you had a couple suggestions. I don't remember. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, we're open to suggestions, so for future shows, yeah, uh, go ahead and email me. My, my, I'm the contact on the forum. So if you wanna, if you wanna click feedback, it'll bring you right to Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. Go ahead and send me your suggestions of things you'd like us to talk about on the show. Um, in the meantime, we'll probably come up with another good topic for you next week, right? Maybe, Doc?
2: maybe you can give it to me before five minutes for the show. <laughs> I doubt it. We <laughs> gave it to you two days before this yeah, time, right? Two days. Oh, it yeah. worked out, didn't it? Yeah, it did. We'll you did I, actually. It did. You did great <laughs> on the word discussion today yeah we'll
1: try to keep that up we'll give you a little more advance notice three days so <laughs> all right thanks for tuning in everybody we'll see you next week you know what time it is now right guys we got to play the good stuff the don't beer we song. Yeah, beer song yeah i wait the whole show for this do it i forgot to do it immediately last week i played a song then i played it so i got it for you i got it queued up so if Home you've been, brew. If you've been for the song Home we should <laughs> do our own version of it sometime like after read, you guys get half cocked <laughs> I can't give you another. Yeah, we're half musicians in here. We can we do are. it, right? Yeah, hey, right, right here. Look, banjo, acoustic. <laughs> do you play vocals? the banjo, Doc? Of course I do. Do you really? Yes, I do. He's got a got Percussion, banjo shirt on. Acoustic, three part harmonies. You really play the banjo, yes, huh? I play He the listens banjo. to the dead. That's awesome.
2: In the dead. You're gonna right. have to bring that in some Sunday. Yeah, I'll twang for you. you okay. Dead on the. Uh, All right. Hey, I was I was actually on a job interview. And yeah. I noticed in the corner the guy had a banjo on a stand. I said, "Well, you play banjo?" And he goes, "Son." If you don't play banjo, you ain't shit.
1: Ah! And did you pick it up and show him what's what? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's Just, when I
2: decided I wanted to be shit. So gotcha, I banjo. gotcha.
1: No, you got to play that for us on some Sunday. That'll yeah. be fun. Okay, <laughs> cool. We can set it up in the studio. All right, guys. Uh, Pale ale is a friend of mine. We'll see you next week.
9: Pale ale is a friend of mine, and I should like good body wine. Chocolate porter, cherry stout. Don't you know what I am talking about? Don't Give me that American cruise, boys, I want a real homebrew. Homebrew, don't you really love it? Homebrew, can't get enough of it. Homebrew, it blows my mind. I love homebrew all the time. Yeah, I think i have it. Well, I have my one right now. I know how to get down, double and triple on my best friend, I think I'll have them all over again, but don't you give me that American fruit, for the a real homebrew. Homebrew, don't you really love that homebrew, can't get enough of it, homebrew, it blows my mind, I love homebrew all of the time, yeah I think I'll have it, well I'll have it one right now. <laughs> Me and wheat beer on ice of a summer day. A will do me when the skies are gray. And I'll take a Belgian brew anytime. And the women sing the lamb is fine, but don't you give me that American crew, boys. I want a real home brew. Home don't you really love a home brew? Can't get enough of it. Home brew, it blows my mind. I love home brew all the time. You yeah, think i have it. Well, I'm the one right now. Pull to stop, yeah you know what I am talking about. But don't you give me that American crew, boys. I want a real homebrew, homebrew. Don't you really love that homebrew? Can't get enough of it, homebrew. It blows my mind. I love homebrew all the time. Yeah, I think I'll have it. well. I'm the one, right now.